Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey! Bam, bam, bam! Hey fam, welcome to Hey Fam. My name is Levens. My name is Angus. And this week on Hey Fam, we're going to be talking about that latest new uh, sci-fi thriller. Yep, from the good people at Bad Robert, J.J. Uh, Abrams and Dan Trachenberg. Uh, we're talking about 10 Cloverfield Lane. Is it a sequel to Cloverfield? Don't call it a sequel. Don't call it a sequel. LL Cool J with LL Cool J.J. Abrams would say to you, don't call it a sequel. Call it a sequel. Yeah, 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 call it the sequel. He's been saying all along on Twitter. Um, we're also going to be talking about that we are one week away from uh, seeing who wins yeah. in that cinematic battle between Batman versus Superman. I'm going to say spoiler alert, Justice wins. Just Ooh. putting it out there. All right. Uh, well, it's, sorry, it's that bold, was way too... Yeah, how, yeah. how much money can we put down on that one? Yeah, I don't know. Bet amongst yourselves. Get on the HeyFam Facebook page, facebook.com slash HeyFam podcast. Just leave a bet. Let's get the stakes going. Yeah, and if you use the code HeyFam on sportsbet.com.au... Yeah. We to- get a kickback. It's all about kickbacks. This thing doesn't keep itself alive, you know? Do you reckon you could vote for Justice winning in Batman v Superman? I think you could. And also Justin Bieber's... Uh, sorry. Justice Bieber. <laughs> yeah, Justice He's Bieber. He's going to win. Um, we're also talking about another thing, uh, another superhero uh, thing that we loved, another sequel, uh, Daredevil, the second season featuring yep. The Punisher is returning this weekend. Or as he is known in France, Le Punisher, I think. <laughs> Very good. Universal. Just up, International. Uh, just doing an online course, you know. In uh, just European accents. Yeah, here it's going to be the next big superpower, uh, or was. <laughs> accents? Sure. Yeah, accents. Or, fr- be, or, or French. Just being able to do them. Just I'm just kind of like getting ready for whichever superpower. So I'm not going to do my Mandarin one here because it's been, it's, trust me, it's uh, seen a lot of slam doors in my face this week. Uh, we're also going to be talking about Zootopia, the new Disney movie out next week. Uh, PSVR, the PlayStation Virtual Reality headset. PSVR. Has been... Yeah, um, and it's something that we've actually got to use. If you jump back a couple episodes, maybe maybe 15, we did a uh, kind of a reaction episode to us using uh, the headgear system. Yeah, so you can go back and, uh, and listen to that, then come back and listen to us talk about yeah. it again. You know what, don't or you can just, you know, yeah. I, I think we're going to provide you with a perfect yeah. jumping on point for yeah. the, our PSB discussion it. later on. Just delete it. Uh, and uh, we might end, end the show on a little bit <laughs> of Nintendo news. Uh, so, uh, lots to talk about. Nintendo or Nintendo News. I mean, we're still figuring that one out. Angus, I thought it would be cool to uh, start each episode after a, a atrocious to fantastic intro. Oh, um, yeah. I thought it would be cool to then move on into a little segment called oh, yeah. Kanye Best. Oh, that's a great title. Um, yep. And it is um, me giving you the very difficult job of mm. choosing the best tweet mm. that Kanye West put out there in the last week. Well, look, it actually is a really difficult job because after a, what, a three-year drought of no no contact on Twitter for, for you know, 
for better or for worse. You were writing to him every day. Yeah, I was adding him, just going to hit me. You uh, know. Where you at? I was like, I'm here to chat. Let's chat. Let's chat on Twitter. Kanye, I'm here to at chat with you. Like, never wrote back. Uh, we're getting close to 10 a day now on average for the last, I'd say almost two months now. It's been great. I've sorely missed it. Uh, and it is really hard because it's like, you're asking me to not find a four-leaf clover in an amazing garden that's full of four-leaf clovers. Like, I'm, I'm, it, it, that's a horrible analogy. <laughs> um, let's just say it's very hard because the quality is very good. And it was way, way too early in the show to, to turn clover into a segue to clover. Yeah, field. I was trying to do something with that and I'm so glad you've, 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 you've pulled me up on that. Uh, look, this week, I think the one that really takes my cake is um, in regards to... Because no one's... No one asked Kanye to join Instagram, but here's, a, here's a three tweets. I'm kind of... You need all three. I'd love to pick just one. You can, I'll, I'll, If it's the first week, it? we'll allow you three, three great, Kanye tweets. Great. This is making up for the last three weeks. Um, on another note, ellipsis, I was thinking about getting an Instagram, but only on one condition. And then what looks like six full stops. <laughs> and next tweet. No one can ask me or try to tell me what to Instagram. Ellipsis. It's my art. Ellipsis. Um, for those who don't know, including myself... Um, oh, ellipsis is three uh, full stops after one another. I had no idea that was called Ellipsis. Yeah, it's called Ellipsis because uh, I know that because if you type in three in a row in some computer programs, it actually shortens it from being three individual full stops to a weird little code, like as if you've held shift command and three dots and it's very bad. It breaks podcast feeds. Wow. Yeah, it breaks uh, uh, XML engines. That's well, our new well, segment. Uh, when Tech Guru Steve is in here, Tech Guru Angus picks up the... I'm the CFO of the Tech Guru company. He's the CEO for sure. Now that you've said the word ellipsis in this podcast, yep. will people be able to listen to it? I think so. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't let broken us know. it. Yeah, let us know uh, if let us you're know hearing... By, by tweeting at, at, um, at uh, Dasselo at on Dasselo. Twitter. D-A-S-S-A-L-O. All, all complaints and feedback to Tommy Dasselo, yeah. please. Or if you can't get to him, Kyle Chandler is more than happy to not take your message. As we found out this week when one of you uh, tried contacting him with a little request about, I think, mine and Levin's inconsistent run times for podcasts. Hey, you know what? We're going to go as long as we want. But also, it's great feedback, and make sure you keep sending it to Tommy yeah. or Carl Chan. Because uh, feedback cannot fall on deaf ears. It must reach Tommy Daslow. So, yeah, uh, no one can tell what to Instagram. It's his art, and my tweets are a form of contemporary art only compromised by people trying to tell me what to tweet and not not to tweet. And this is the great ending point. Sorry, it's for. So, this is Kanye West's best tweet of the week. <laughs> Non-artist trying to grab the paintbrush. Boom. Like a bit of a mic drop there. He's basically saying... He's the artist. And I can there now decipher that for you. He's the artist. He will use Instagram, but he's not going to have a record label top dog go tweet the album cover. You know what I mean? Get some sad saying, no, 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 I'm an artist. And you cannot tell me what to do, which I I think is very radical. I don't think anybody's ever said that before in music. Uh, What about uh, the Rage Against the Machines? Which one's that? Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Oh, Pretty sure. Much like same every sentiment. band ever. Yeah, that, that was the point I was getting at. No, no, no just Rage Against the Machines. Oh, they're the only ones? Yeah, sure. Um, I would have gone with uh, another one that he put up. Um, oh, yeah. Saying, what do you mean by Justin Bieber was my favorite summer of 2015? Same I just way. love that he's only figured it out in March. Yeah. Well, he, you know, he, he takes things very seriously. I'm glad he can finally say, like, you know, the... the um, Embargo's been lifted on Kanye's favorite song of last year. Boom, it's out there. And then like about 10 minutes later, he tweeted, I have discovered my single greatest quality. 
I care. It's just, it's look, if, even if you hate the guy, which I'm sure a lot of you do. He cares. Just li- just follow because it's amazing, incredible I like, content. I like that him deciding that he, to, to share his favorite song of 2015 was him going, man, I, I'm so glad I did that. I really care. Yeah. And it gets, you know, it gets viewed more than most, you know, politicians or f- free world leaders in the world's uh, speeches or, you know, laws. It's it's incredible. Well, Angus, speaking of clovers, you saw yeah, <laughs> it's like you're in a clover field. Uh, we saw ten Cloverfield Lane. That's right. It's the sequel. That's not a sequel. Mm-hmm. Is it an equal? I'm not too sure. But it's uh, yeah. What was it? 2008 when Cloverfield came out. I would so say it's so. close to like ten years. On. I would say so. Instead of uh, I'm just going to guess that, that you're right. Instead of looking it up. Oh. I'm going to say it's close to eight years since we last um, heard from the Clovey Boys. And, good, you know, the good thing another mystery's popped up because the Clovey Boys are back on the case. Uh, uh, did you like Cloverfield when it came out? I loved it. I thought yeah, it was great. Too. It was, you know, it was before all the paranormal activities and before... I mean, it wasn't the first found footage film by any means, but I think it was the best because it wasn't a found footage film based, I think, on budget restrictions. Like, it was, it was obviously... Blair Witch probably cost like, you know, it famously cost nothing and it was the most profitable film forever. This was someone with, you know, an acclaimed production studio. They went and made this. Um, and also the secrecy around it. And it just came out with a trailer. It didn't really say anything. It was all no-name actors. It was incredible. And it was a monster. And it was a monster movie done found footage, which had had never been done before. Also a monster like none we've ever seen before. Yeah. And it kind of harkened back to Jaws, I guess, in the sense where like the monster was not shown for 99% of the film. Like there's one shot of it or so towards the end. Yeah. And it was just great. And, you know, now we look back and the people in it, TJ Miller, huge. And a lot of people went on to, you know, big things. Um, I also took it one step further Lizzie than, Kaplan. Than, 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 That's true I took it one step further when I was watching it Because obviously it's a found footage movie I mm. thought I would make it even crazier And I watched it on a um, an iPod That still had like a scrolling Yep, the menu. iPod video The iPod video Amazing uh, that was How first. was that experience? Oh great, I watched it A, a whole a whole swag of movies like That's that. right I think, you've, I think you've actually told me There's this historical period of your life Where you went to someone's house Smacked that DJ A-Track DJ A-Track um, saw that I had a video, iPod video and he was like, yo, come back over to my computer later. And he uploaded about hey. 40, 40 videos onto my iPod. That's amazing. So listen, guys, if you ever hear about musicians complaining about people downloading their albums, fuck that because they're just stealing movies. It's like it's like sleight of hand. Don't steal my album. Well, I'm pulling... Like, man, that's... um. That makes you think. That's Hollywood, baby. But, okay? if, that's- but, but if you also need the plug on some uh, tight MP4s... Pirate uh, Bay? No, I don't know. No, no, A-Track. A-Track. Just go straight to A-Track. When the Pirate Bay goes down, the Pirate Bay goes to A-Track. <laughs> They're like, where that Dark Knight rip at, yo. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Cloverfield was a massive success even. Despite, you know, like, it, yeah, it wasn't made on a Huge tiny success. budget. Matt Reeves went on to it, do Let it, Me In and a bunch of films. But it made, it did, it did make, it was, a, it was a much bigger success than anyone thought oh, of. Oh, it made bank. Yeah. It was huge. And for years, for years, for years, there was chat between J.J. Um, Abrams who produced it and Matt Reeves, a bunch, you know, they both blew up slightly more after that about the sequel and they were they're always you know saying stuff like oh we'd love to do a sequel maybe not in the universe or maybe in that universe and then i think matt reeve said there's a scene in the movie on brooklyn bridge where there's someone else filming and they kind of look at each other and maybe it'd be interesting to do the film from a different point of view anyway you know time caught up and schedules got busy and people got given the keys to the family star wars car yeah that's right and uh and so this uh 10 cloverfield lane was originally Completely separate from the Cloverfield universe. Yeah, it was a small budget film. I think I think picked up for like 
such a small sum of money, like just maybe a million dollars, this script uh, called The Seller. And, and it made its way from Paramount to Bad Robert. Which is uh, which is the French. boss of Bad Robot Productions. Yeah, fr- French for Bad, Bad Robot. Yeah, he's the janitor at Bad Robot Productions and he brings in all the scripts. He's the mailbag. <laughs> but also the janitor too. It's, you know, it's a small staff. People are, you know, they're doubling up. They're doing your photocopies, but they're also highlighting the scripts. And uh, so, yeah, Bad Robot started making it, and uh, towards the end of, or towards the end of, like you know, initial was it initial production, they realized that it could tie into Cloverfield quite well. Yeah, well, it was going under a different name for our Valencia. I think it was under a code name, so people. I, I think they always were going to change it from the seller. First time director Dan Trachtenberg, he did a bunch of commercials for big ass companies like Nike and. Coca-Cola and was actually attached also to one of our favorite reads, Why the Last Man, the film adaptation when that was happening forever. Right. Did um, he do he did a, a portal short film as well? He did right? a portal short film and that caught Jeje's eye. Uh, he was welcomed into the Bad Robert house. He said, That's Bad Robert, he'll bring the mail. I'm JJ Abrams, and this is Bad Robot. And they Yeah, I think it's great. Like I think it was cool. It's like low risk, gave this guy a film. What can you do? Um originally this is interesting. Um the guy who did Whiplash, you know how Whiplash was a short film originally? Yeah. So he was attached to the director. And then when he got the funding for Whiplash, he left. the feature film, he left. And so Dan Trachtenberg got it. And it kind of went through a few rewrites here and there. There's an and. You know whenever you see an and on a um, written by, that, that means usually someone swooped in and changed a few things, which I'm sure we um, will have our theories as to what things or thing, rather, was changed. Um, so the movie stars John Goodman... Um, who we all know from... Not my uh, joke, but John Greitman in this. Oh, I love it. I think we're going to say. Um, he, uh, obviously, um, best known from for making <laughs> us laugh in uh, in Roseanne. Making our knees bright red from all the slaps we're giving them. And, uh, then, and then Roseanne's finished. That's all he's done. That's all he's done. He's, he went, he went missing for uh, decades. Yeah, well, I think we know where he's been after watching this. Oh, that's true. Uh, it stars in the lead role Mary Elizabeth Winstead, uh, who is in... Hey fam, uh, film favorite Scott Pilgrim versus the World is Ramona Flowers. Also, um, unspoken uh, Hey fam film frame favorite uh, Final Destination three. That's right, and also debated Hey fam film favorite with Alexi Toliopoulos a few months ago in our Tarantino episode in Death Proof. Oh yeah, she was in Death Proof. Yeah, she was a cheerleader. She was also in uh, the fourth Die Hard movie. That's right, she played daughter. Bruce Willis's daughter. Yeah, and um, a really underrated superhero movie. That Disney made called Sky High. Oh, Sky High. Sky High was sick. That yeah. was out in the States when I was there in 2005. And I saw it because it was so hot. It was like 40 degrees one night at 11 p.m. And it was the only thing on. Yeah, it's a, I think it's a Sky High is a sick movie. Yeah, it's like a better movie than most of the X-Men movies. Um, <laughs> and it also had John Gallagher Jr. Uh, in the role. Of, uh, he's in the film as well. And he's kind of been in a bunch of TV stuff. But I, th- I have a feeling he's going to be... You know, I have a feeling a couple of offers coming his way. Maybe from Mr. Bad Robin himself. So we're going to spend the next five minutes uh, not... Doing any spoilers, so if you haven't seen what? it yet, don't worry. Oh, and then after that, we'll do a couple. Sure. We'll do a little bit of spoilies. I mean, I've got to say, you know, the, the the interesting about this film is again, much like the first Cloverfield, it was. It, but by the sounds of things, and we know it's true, it was kind of made in complete secrecy. Uh, we didn't know anything about it. We had no idea it was going to be part of what is now going to be, I guess, a Cloverfield brand. And in in, in, in less about like um, it looks like it's going to be less like a shared kind of universe thing. Whether but it yeah. looks more like like a, an anthology series, like Halloween. Yeah, and it looks like well, only one well, Halloween oh, yeah. is that um, well, no, 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 season yeah. of the witch is the only one not a part of it. But it's more like I guess it's like it's season of the witch, the ridiculous one with the televisions and the um and the Stonehenge. No, 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 is it Halloween two? Have you seen that one? Yeah. 
It's like the most batshit insane. I forget which titles movie. they all are. I know I, I've seen a bunch of them. I just stopped when they were in space. I think I think because that one flopped. Oh, no, Halloween two, they Jason. flopped. They decided, fuck it, we're not going to do an anthology series. Yeah, we'll instead just no, go so, back I, I to. I think Michael Season of the Witch is the one that's not, and that's completely separate. He wanted it to be anthology, right? Uh, Whatever. But it's kind of like Twilight Zone, and that's a like we're not the first to say that. Everyone's saying that, but it's like spooky stories. We're going to brand it. We're going to stick Cloverfield in the title. This title came kind of at the last minute um, from JJ himself. Oh, also big, big, big shout out here. Uh, there's a character on the phone in the film. So, oh yeah. Uh, Good boy, Brad Cooper. Really? Brad Cooper. Rocket Raccoon himself. Rocket Raccoon up himself. Uh, Bradley Cooper. Big friend of the Hay family, i got to say. I'd let him in this door. I'd let him be a get Bradley, if you're listening, <laughs> coming to the podcast. I've got so much to ask Don't you. listen to the rumors, Bradley. We want you on this couch. Yeah, we want you here. Don't listen to the early episodes when maybe we didn't think that. We want you here right now. Uh, so, yeah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead starts with her. Oh, no, that's what I said. The trailer came out two months ago, and that's such a short amount of time. Less yeah. than two months. It totally came out of nowhere. I was like, oh yeah, fuck Cloverfield. That was a movie I yeah. saw. Yeah, I remember, and again, they kind of did the ARG. I remember there's an ARG, which is a big part of the first, an alternate reality game where like a code was flashed up on the screen in the trailer. People went to that website or did some code work. And I, it's kind of a way to find out the backstory. I'm not into that shit. Uh, it happened for the first Cloverfield. Happened for this again. And that's what let people kind of know it was related. Right. Um, do you remember, on a little side note, uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2? Terrible movie. End credits is like a shitty EDM song with Kendrick Lamar in it. If you Shazammed that That's song... That's right. You got like you images then got of taken the to Sinister the, Six, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a convoluted way to be disappointed. Hollywood? It's, it's, Hollyweird. Hollyweird. As, as we've said in the past. It's your funeral, guys. <laughs> you just dug the grave. I mean, you just tell us when to lower the coffin. You know, we're ready to take over. Um, so... Yeah, um, you're talking about the trailer. Yeah, it yeah. came out of nowhere. Two months is like ridiculous small lead for a movie, which is huge as well. Like if Cloverfield name, it's, people have been asking for it for years. Came out of nowhere. Was it, I, I thought it was a brilliant trailer. And, and so mysterious. You had no idea how it linked, if it would at all. And you didn't for most of the trailer. You thought it was a happy family uh, trailer until you saw someone get smashed in the face and just ended with the text, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. Incredible. Then it's out now. Yeah, it's out. So great. It's out here. So it's out here. It's... Very similar, I guess, in overtones to another film I watched recently, big, big one at the Oscars, Room. Not The Room by Tommy Wiseau, but Room starring Brie Larson, Oscar mm-hmm. winner. And uh, what is it? Like Mary Elizabeth Winstead, she's basically in a cellar, as we've seen in a kind of a... Uh, well, well not, not a cellar, but a bunker. Someone, you know, Don, John Goodman plays a uh, guy claiming that it's the end of the world outside, it's the apocalypse, there's... You know, it could be could be from the Russians. It could be from North Korea. It could be aliens. Not sure, but you don't want to go out there. You're going to get killed. There's the air's being contaminated. Yeah, it's being contaminated. There's another guy in there as well who's like, yeah, yeah, he's he's saying this. It's all true. And I mean, it's kind of like a doomsday thriller, I guess. He's like a you know one of those crazy survivalists that yeah. Louis Thoreau loves to hang out with. One of those guys. But because it has the Cloverfield name, you go into it going, you go into it thinking. Well, John Goodman is probably telling the truth, whereas Mary Elizabeth's character is like, there's no fucking way John Goodman's character is telling the truth. Yeah, see, I I wasn't too sure. Like, I I found it such... What I like... Yeah, and then basically, she's trying to escape throughout the movie. There's a lot of red herrings here and there. Yeah, like, and and even if John Goodman is telling the truth about the the situation outside, uh, is he telling the truth about everything else going on? That's right, that's right. And, you know, he, he kind of... 
he's not entirely unlikable. You sort of go, oh, maybe he's a bit special or he's just a bit of a weird guy. And well, yeah. there's a bit of a sob story he has with his family who he's lost. So maybe you're like, maybe he's just got this weird protection thing. But then it gets a bit sinister. Like, is he a bit of a pedophile maybe? There's this really weird scene where he's... Uh, when they're playing Taboo. And oh my God, it was that, so fucking weird. It was that so scene. weird yeah, and it was so... Str- and not, not, not weird in a sense that, oh, this has been, you know, made by an amateur, but just weird in a... Fuck, that's such an eerie feeling. Yeah. I mean... They're really well done. Uh, John, oh, John Goodman is amazing. He's in insane this. in it. That's where the John Greatman. I mean, he is just so good. He's so understated. You normally think of a boisterous, kind of confident character he plays or a rude guy. He's kind of like, despite his stature, he's quite a timid guy in it and he's quite antisocial. He's quite removed from reality. He's got like... Yeah, well... He's I, like I, one I, acting technique away from a nervous tick. I don't... I actually don't... Um, Remember him as being quite timid, especially because lately in the lead up to um, uh, what's the most recent Coen Brothers movie that we haven't seen? Hail yet? Caesar! Hail Caesar! Coming out, I, I we were going to do a big Coen Brothers episode. We just didn't get around to it, and so I, uh, I I've been watching all my old favorite Coen Brothers movies, and so like I'm, you know, in high school my favorite movie was Barton Fink, and was it really? Um, yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, great. And, uh, uh, I what still a real do. one! It's such a good, and, and John Goodman is, you know, the star of that movie for sure. Um, and even even his character reminded me a little bit of like um, his character in Oh Brother Where Art Thou as well. Yeah, yeah, sure. The frog the, crusher, uh, the, the, the cyclops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was obviously imposing and threatening in parts. Yeah, but I, there was also a part of him which was a bit. He was like obviously an outcast of society. Definitely, yeah. Not yeah. not a social person, but he kind of lives on this farm in a rural area, and you learn that he's predicted that the air you know they're stuck here for two years underground but mary elizabeth winstead's character is kind of well i don't believe this i'm gonna try and find out for myself and certain things make her start thinking oh god this guy you know he's a bit of a creep but he's actually gonna look after me and it's correct like there is the end of the world outside and yeah yeah and there's you know some that's the movie it's it could be a play it's one of those films it could be a play it's set in one room basically three actors in the whole film besides Bradley Cooper's voice. And man, just even then when I mentioned the taboo scene, like that to me was more tense than most other scenes I've seen this year. And that's three people sitting around playing a board game. And to me, the film had a lot of highs with that, with just actors using very minimal props, very minimal dialogue or dialogue delivered in a way which made it just... Oh, it's just tense. Okay, so Angus, before we go ahead and spoil a few things, sure. uh, if anyone is listening right now who hasn't seen it yet, yep. should they go see it? I totally think you should. Yeah. I think seeing it in a cinema is good as well. Not because it's like, you know... It's not particularly cinematic. It's not the Revenant style, like, you know, oh, wow, we've got to see this, or Hateful Eight, 70 mil. But it does demand your attention, and I think that being interrupted uh, in this, you know, millennial world we live in with phone vibrations or um, cats or something, um, you, you don't need that. You need to go to a cinema and just kind of let it do its thing in front of you and don't read anything about it. Yeah. Don't read anything about it. Just know it's We've already... Well, if they've gotten this far, we've already told them so much about it. We haven't really gone on... We haven't really done as much more than the trailer has. That's we've, true. We're like a bit of a... We've only covered what the trailer gets up to, We're really. like a cheeky yeah. TV spot. That's true. Yeah. No, no, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, I thought it was really enjoyable. Yeah. Um, I thought it was I thought it was pr- enjoyable. pretty pretty slow um, yeah, right. to, begin, to begin with. I guess I was... Because I knew something was going to happen. And the lead up to that... I guess it was, you know, that, that's maybe what the, the feeling of suspense did to my so brain. I didn't know. So I, I didn't know something was going to happen. I was like, it could either be 50-50 for me if there's something yeah, we're talking right. about the same. I was, I was like, yeah. this, could be, this could go either way. Because I did know going in that they've said it's not a sequel. 
Um, it's not in the same universe. It's not in the sequel. It's not in the same universe. It's its own story. So I was like, maybe they're just doing this 180 and it's, a, it's, it's the brand name they're attaching to films that are about, you know, spooky times. Yeah. It's, and it's, this is their Locked in a Cellar movie. They've done the alien... No, they've done the monster. Like, to me, Cloverfield's a monster film. Like, that's a Godzilla film to me because we don't even find out really if it came from somewhere else or if it came from the ocean. I think it's kind of like this thing just comes out of the ocean and starts attacking people. Yeah. Look, if you loved Cloverfield, there's a great possibility you won't like this movie at all because they're very, very different movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but the, the, the that same wow factor in Cloverfield is kind of in this, just because, I don't know, I, I haven't really seen that many movies like this. It made me want to watch Panic Room again. Yeah, look, a lot, lot of um, similarities to Panic Room. Again, having a week having seen the room, seeing Room after that, it was just like, oh, wow, and Room's such a, like, really brutalist realist take on this like a really bad version of the event and this kind of was interesting because it was like a popcorn version of being trapped in a room by a male not a popcorn version in like it's fun but in a version where it's kind of like oh, i hope she gets out of there whereas room was like oh god this is devastating like life sucks and this happens in real world but this was very un not unrealistic but it's definitely a work of fiction and no 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 one here is grounded no one here is grounded yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, let's uh, let's put a little warning now. If you're going to listen any further, the next five minutes, we are going to be getting into some spoilers. Yeah, uh, you are now approaching sto- spoiler territory, basically. And so, uh, I, we are your captain speaking. Uh, you know, follow the instructions to get the hell out of here and skip ahead a couple minutes. We're at 24 and a half minutes into this episode, so let's say uh, we're going to be spoiling 30. until 30. So yeah. if you want to if you want to skip a forward, we'll and if try not, and stop at 30 minutes. <laughs> Um, all right, so Angus, uh, spoilers. Um, let's talk about my weird spoilers tag. Yeah, the spoilers. Sound like I was announcing a race. Um, so obviously, we do eventually see aliens at the very end. We do find out that for all the fuckery that John Goodman uh, put our leads through, uh, you know, especially one of them who. Uh, spoiler alert! We've given, we've, hey, we've given you this so many. Uh, Get shot is, in the fucking yeah, head. The movie has a huge um, cast decrease when a third of the film is lost, <laughs> and you're kind of like shit is between two people now. That's when stuff gets crazy, and you think, right, this guy's actually just a psychopath who's trapping people to kill them. There's a mystery about, you know, there's a photograph of, of someone he's claiming to be his daughter. We find out it's not the daughter; it was a girl that went missing years ago. He's got a big tub of acid. He's got a big tub of acid that basically melts the fuck out of anything biological. As used by Walter White. It's the first thing I thought too. Yep. I was like, don't put it in the bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he didn't. This guy's obviously... He's a pro. You know, he's a pro. And, it, you know, he's he, he's called a... um. He, he worked in the Navy and worked with satellites. And that's why you're kind of thinking throughout the other... The, like the 90% of the film, oh, maybe he does know about extraterrestrial life. Maybe he's telling the truth or he would know. Like he would be an authority figure. So, um, yeah, we get this, you know, the, 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 the tent, the suspense and the, uh, the tension yeah. really, really like raises um, as they try to slowly, totally. like, as they discover this mystery, decide, decide to plan their escape. And look, it's quite enamoring. Like she run, you know, it's great. There's this like kick-ass chick uh, beating the crap out of John Goodman, outwitting him, doing stuff, finally gets outside and like, oh, this is it. Like, it's kind of almost like, I thought this could be at, like the end of gravity where, you know, uh, really, it really felt like the end of Gravity because yeah. I love it. Or I don't, I, 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 where basically, like she's escaped hell space, and then but it keeps throwing shit at her. Yeah, they're all you know. She almost fucking drowns. All these, yeah, but so, so many gravity vibes, and it was great. And then by the end, you think I can stop 
worrying about her. And then aliens. And then you hear this like big ass sound. And yeah, there's like this crazy half biological, half mechanical ship in the air flying around making just classic Hans Zimmer alien. Yeah. And you're like, oh shit. And then I don't know about you, but it just reminds you straight away of War of the Worlds, the Spielberg, where it's kind of set in a rural area and a farm's getting destroyed. Yeah. And then, oh, and then, I mean, I'm getting overtones of Alien because he's like a single lone female fighting, you know. There's this huge, like, what? Like a cow slug style alien starts coming after her. And it was definitely a point where I was like, what the fuck are they going to do with this movie now? How much of it is left? What? uh, I mean, we're only talking about the last 10 minutes. Yeah, but I didn't know it was the last 10 minutes when when it started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, fuck for all I know, it could be another half hour or, you know, longer. Um, And so basically... She gets. She escapes. John. Everyone's dead. It's just her by herself, basically, in this tremendously rural area. Just grass, trees for out everywhere, in the middle of nowhere. And an explosion happens uh, once she escapes, and so the gets the attention of the ship, who releases two aliens to come yeah. and search the area. And then she kind of tries to escape the aliens, gets into a, um, John Goodman's truck. Oh, yeah, a truck. And then. This the the ship huge which mothership is a, type of thing, but the ship is itself is a massive alien. Yeah, it's like half biological, like it's got a mouth and you know stuff, but it's also covered in a bunch of whatever roboty shit and stuff. It's kind of I kind of didn't mind the design. I was like, yeah. and I like the fact you didn't get a ever like a long enough look to see how it worked or the the nuts and bolts of it. It was just this kind of cool design. And we saw that it's classic. It looked very bo- alien. It's classic boss mode weak point though. We yeah, of that. course. It was flashing uh, basically, you know, it was it was like the eye in a Zelda boss. It was flashing red. You knew you had to throw a fucking like arrow at that shit. Yeah. And so, you know, she, she brings we, it we, down. We've, we've seen her think on her feet pretty quickly for a few minutes by that point. Yeah. And but for I, we know, she's been in there for six months and has just basically been living like a kind of... No, I felt like it was like that was over a couple of weeks okay, overall. Sure. But like in you know, in that that final battle with John Goodman and then her first steps outside, you know, she has to think on her feet pretty quickly yeah. for the whole you know and make these big decisions um, and and try and you know escape these crazy situations. That's right. Uh, and so, I, I def- it, the movie definitely lost me a little bit when she made a Molotov cocktail and threw it threw it into this alien. Yeah. I- I was wondering though at the start of the movie when you, you see her on the phone who we find out who's her I don't know fiance or boyfriend or husband or something it's her raccoon she, pardon it's her raccoon yeah it's her pet raccoon he's in space he's like it's no I'm not I'm not cheating on you I'm actually in space she did pick up there was a purposeful shot of, shot of her lingering and picking up a bottle and leaving yeah I was like well you know that's got to come back. And John Goodman at one point says, oh, I didn't have time to bring the alcohol from your car. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, something's going to happen. Yeah, yet. you're like, oh, you know, it's that, there's that gun. It's going to go off. Uh, we find out what it's used for. It's a giant fuck-off Molotov cocktail that brings down this mothership. And it's pretty much, I think it's shot for shot almost, like a scene from the end of War of the Worlds. I know that Tom Cruise throws something in like a mouth of a huge ass alien towards yeah, right. the end of it. Um, we've just hit half an hour and we're still spoiling the movie. So if you skip forward, give us another five. Sorry. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> you, you or, gotta... or just go see the movie and listen to this again later. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's worth your time. Uh, she uh, brings it down, starts the car up, and then there's like a radio station. And then I started getting Last of Us vibes, uh, the video game. Yeah. It's kind of like this repeated message saying, oh, you know, we're under attack. It's been going for 
you know, we've got a small resistance. Um, you can come fight with us in Houston or there's a hospital base in New Orleans where we're fixing people. Oh, when she speeds out, that's when, you know, she hits the letterbox. Letterbox flips onto the road. We get a big close-up of it. It says 10 Cloverfield. And you go, makes you think, and uh, it- I know where we are now. And yeah, and so she then goes to join a resistance against these these aliens. And then you see a huge mothership as lightning strikes, and you're yeah. like, "Damn, there's uh, there's more than just one." So that point in the movie, you you you've been watching a very very small, in, like you know, in, very inclusive yep. movie with only three cast members, Which, though it isn't set like in the same set and quite grounded. Absolutely, very grounded. So everything it, is believable. Absolutely, and then suddenly. Yeah, there's, she gets attacked by aliens, but not only that, there's an entire world getting yeah. attacked by aliens that she's now going to help. Look, and I didn't mind it. It opened. I don't know. I felt like it. it I felt. I knew it was going to give us a little bit of alien stuff, but I felt it gave us way too much in See, such I, a short amount of time. I don't know. If we're going to get any. Um, I found it like very unHollywood, and I think that's why I kind of enjoyed it. But when I say unHollywood, it was obviously a Hollywood film, but it was very. Crowd pleasing. I don't know. Dan Trachenberg's kind of been asked about. It. He's like, "Why that ending?" And he's like, "Well, you know, you pitch a movie and you, and then you get to the end, and you know, you're told to be an adult in a way and kind of have a somber ending, or it's over." Well, because the original, because this is what I thought was going to happen. Because Cloverfield, no one survives. Yeah, the guy gets killed. T.J. Miller dies, and it, you realize. It's well, like every a, single cast member dies. It's a government, yeah. um, like file tape. You're you're literally watching evidence. Yeah, but this and one, so he's I, like, I, "How good would it be if?" Like that idea you have when, not when you're a kid, but it sounded like, he sounded like a kid saying like, oh, and then she goes out and she kicks Alien's ass and drives off. And I'm like, I wanted to make that movie. And I was like, oh, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, however, what's interesting, there was an original ending. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, which is obviously the rewrites of, look, and I didn't mind it. I, I know that it is a bit off-putting for some people and that it ruins the tone, but I don't think it ruined it. I just, it was just it's very- It's a tonal shift. It's a it, huge it, tonal yeah, shift. It, but, just, it felt like a little bit undeserved- and because you know, it, like the, when she defeats John Goodwin, you're like fist pumping almost. You're like he's so, the big bad. Yeah, he's dead. Yeah, yeah. And then, and but like, then immediately you're introduced to a way bigger bad. It's it's an who she almost takes down easier yeah, than, than a way she, easier. Than, yeah, yeah. She's she's been living for weeks or months with John Goodman. Has to learn, you know, learn his habits to to to, to get his weak spot. Takes a couple seconds with this, which is kind of interesting. It's like shit. Maybe he was the big bad. I don't know, <laughs> uh, but. The tonal shifts causing problems. I, I really didn't mind it because it was kind of like, here, have this little bit. Um, you're not expecting this, or maybe you are, but here it is. And I kind of thought that was good. I wanted that. I, it could have ended far more predictable of her getting in a car, realizing the air isn't contaminated, ripping off her homemade mask, and then getting in a car, relieved, drive home to the boyfriend. I didn't want that. Well, I thought I thought it was going to like drive home. She'd be driving off, and then you would see like an alien spaceship in the air. We well, you know you'd be what? Like, huh? That's kind of like the original ending, right? So uh, the film stage has uncovered this. Um, uh, in the original script, Michelle escapes the shelter and is chased through the farmhouse by Howard. That's John Goodman's character, who still wants to protect her. She blinds with bathroom cleaner. He tells her about his tragic life: dead wife, missing daughter, treacherous Nate. Um, and then she shoots him in the kneecap and runs away. He ends the movie alive, entreating Michelle to be careful. Later, so in a, in a way, I think you kind of you kind of feel bad for him, and he's alive, like he's mm. lying there dead. I don't know. Later, after traveling down empty roads and finding no one around to help, 
She crests the hill and sees Chicago skyline smoldering and destroyed. No explanation is given. We don't even know what she will do next. Only she knows that Howard, for all of his oddity, was correct. The final script, the final line of the original script said, she slowly pulls down on a mask and hazmat suit before taking a breath. So much more understated. I mean, to me, that's almost your Planet of the Apes ending. Yeah. That's your like, oh shit, it was Earth all along. So yeah, I guess... Very the Hollywood totally ending that we got was actually quite unexpected. Yeah, that's what I mean. After so reading kind of, that, and it was certainly fun. Yeah, and I, I kind of like that. It was kind of it's a, it's we now know it's a Cloverfield film. Yeah, maybe there's a certain, you know. So I got I got two questions for you. Okay. Uh, first question: What's worse, um, pedophiles or aliens? Third round pedophilic aliens. Good answer. Yeah. Um, and second question is is. Um, do you think yeah. that that ending was a setup for more movies set in this same universe? Look, I don't think it is. I think, I think, I, well, I know I would prefer a third Cloverfield film with nothing to do with. I want them to continue this, continue this trend. I mean, there was a reason why it wasn't called Cloverfield 2, and that's because it's not a sequel to The Monster in New York. And, you know, maybe they'll do, you know, 11 Cloverfield Lane and it'll be the sequel. And Cloverfield so she of Dreams. Yeah, totally. Or she pulls into, like, Houston and it's like, oh, this is your... It's like, you know, 22 Jump Street for 2023 Jump Street. It's like, here's your new one. I don't think it is. I don't think we're going to get that because that's... I mean, maybe they will. And maybe it'll be, like, Aliens. Maybe it'll be... Actually, no, no this is something Dan Trachenberg said. He was actually... He was asked recently, would you ever do a sequel? And he's like, you know what? Maybe we could. And maybe it could be Alien was kind of this small movie. And then Aliens is this like balls to the wall action movie. He's like, maybe we could do that. That's, you know, that's just, that won't happen. Because or maybe it would. Depends yeah. how big this is. I mean, we can't tell. But I, I personally would prefer a third Cloverfield film to be, you know, just have the word Cloverfield in the title. And be vaguely linked to an alien attack. And or, people yeah, dealing a with supernatural it. thing. Like sure. maybe ghosts or a monster. Monsters? Yeah, no, I'd really I'd really be into that. I'd prefer... What would you What would you prefer? Um, I think, yeah, it would make more sense, definitely, for it to be just a third completely unrelated Yeah, I mean, the movie to me is John Goodman trapping Mary Elizabeth in a farmhouse and... You know, you can't do that in this whatever sequel, you know, 11 Cloverfield Lane. So, I just think of third entry. And I think we've seen, it seems to be like, what I like would be, it'd be like JJ's, you know, create a cool director program. It's like <laughs> here, Matt Reeves young, uh, did that, went on to do great stuff. You know, Dan Trachenberg's obviously going to be, you know, like he'll probably be doing, I know I'd love to see a Star Wars spinoff or a Marvel film or... Something like that. You can tell that now he's going to be on a radar. It's like yeah. a well, uh, guy you don't have to pay a shitload to to make a movie, but he's obviously got a craft that works and can tell, you know. Because yeah, the budget for this is like $5 million, It was nothing. Yeah, 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 it was nothing. And, and he's, Dan Trachenberg, definitely going to be oh, seeing him doing big things So confident. Watching this, you're just like, this is a really confident film for a first-time director. But man, it, may, it really made me watch uh, the movie and, 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 and think that Mary Elizabeth Winstead, is it Winstead or Winstead? A Winstead, I'm going to say. Um, she would be so good as a Marvel hero. Totally. Or a, like, you know... She's been really quiet the last few years, like barely popping up here and there. She's did, in did a good... Did Scott Pilgrim fuck up her career a little bit? No, or, no, I don't think so. She was in a good indie film a few years ago. She played an alcoholic. Aaron Paul's in it. I think she's got a lot of TV shows now. Oh, right. Um, yeah, no, I think she's, she's great. Two, she might be in two TV shows now. Oh, wow. Actually. Okay. Um, I think she was kill, killer man. Like, she yeah, was put her so, in a... so, so good. I want, her, I want her in Marvel Universe. I don't know yeah. as, as who, but... 
She Hulk. She could be a good She Hulk. I don't she know. She could be a great She Hulk. She could. She could uh, lawyer me any day. <laughs> Defend me. Maybe. Um. Yeah. Because I'm getting accused in the Marvel. Universe, and and so, so uh, to bring it back to what did I want? What do I want next out of Cloverfield? Yeah. Like on one hand, yeah, I'd be totally happy with a, another, you know, different installment. But at the same point, like I, I loved her so much as an action star. She was great. That I'd be if they were just like, let's do the balls to the wall sequel to this, where she oh, goes I'd be all to for it. Baton Rouge and yeah. and and destroys aliens. Yeah, like, that's that sounds like a great. No, look, movie I'd be me. all for it, but um, I just want that third Cloverfield first. I mean that 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 next iteration of what it means. Sure. And it, I I think it'd be such a it's such a cool program. Like you know, it is it is that Twilight Zone thing. It's like it's got the title Cloverfield or Twilight Zone, but you don't know what you're gonna get. It's a complete anthology and unrelated. Do we know what's this, what this has done opening weekend in the states? Oh no, but you know, my my little friend, um, the internet can can sure tell us. What's your guess? Uh, well, 30 bucks. 30 bucks? Yeah. So you reckon someone, what, is that gold class? Someone just went in there just and was one, like... Yeah, one gold class yeah. view. Wait, 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 you know what? I've never looked up how much a movie's making while it's on at the movies. I, I'm, I, I did oh, here Deadpool. we go. Look, it's, um, it's made 24 million and right. it costs 5 million. So, That's sick. You know, it's, already made, it's already made back. It's five bank. times. Oh, it's made, yeah, yeah. So it's, you yeah. know, opening weekend. And this is just opening weekend because it just opened. So... You know, you can add a quarter to that next week or, you know, a third to that. It's been good. I think it started off 100 on Rotten Tomatoes. It's now seen at about 90. And critics seem to be pleased by it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I, I think the marketing campaign, what I like the most about it, was just respectful. Like, it wasn't like, you know, you see so many films where everything's ruined and... Oh, yeah, uh, man. If, if this was like a, a Marvel movie or, or a DC movie, yeah. the, the trailer would have been totally. all the alien parts. And that makes you think like... You know, JJ, king of trailers. Star Wars trailers were great. You got there were so many surprises in so the film, many. Yeah, so yeah. many great beats, so many great comedic beats, action beats, which you didn't see until you saw it at the cinema. And I just think there's a total art to trailers that's been lost. And you know, kids who you know did marketing at some university maybe shouldn't be, you know, left to to cut trailers. Leave that to the filmmaker who wants to display certain parts. So there was a very very big trailer that uh, that came out seconds after we finish recording the last episode <laughs> of Hey Fam. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's almost as if after we recorded last week's where we were saying how great it is that we haven't seen... Well, how, how kudos to Disney for being able to keep Spider-Man's suit from leaking, this new Spider-Man, and how great it will be if we don't really see anything for a while. And it's almost like if we hit stop, I'm like, oh man, would it be really shit if in, I don't know, eight hours the Civil War, a new Civil War trailer came out and Spider-Man was in it? That's exactly what happened. That's uh, exactly what happened. There's uh, there's very little re- there's very little possibility of anyone listening right now that hasn't seen that trailer. I think we posted it in about two or three forms on our website. Yeah, some great gifts of the final Spider-Man reveal. But um, just quickly, Angus, what was did you did you enjoy that? You know, even though it does spoil it a little bit, did you enjoy the reveal? Oh, as you know, and I'm sure as listeners know, huge Spidey guy here. Loved the character. I I I I loved it. It was the best iteration of the suit I've seen. Um, I love the um the the, the tech, eyes the tech eyes we've got the cool. eyes with different lenses um so they go from the classic nineties you know big old big old whites to really kind of small squinty Spider Man like sixties style uh like Jack, who who was drawing that Jack Kirby the sixties uh Steve Ditko Steve Ditko so yeah. classic Ditko costume um costume seems to be like a brighter red and brighter blue from what we've seen. I'm not sure if that's just because it's in daylight in this shot, though yeah. it does look like it is. We've got web pellets um, around a belt. We've got the classic small spider on the back. 
It's basically just missing for the Ditko costume webbing under the arms. I and love that little vibe. Oh, it's great. So cool and you know what it looks like? It looked like an Alex Ross illustration to me. It looks yeah, like one of his ultra realist. This isn't like a crazy textured, like, you know, post Brian Singer X-Men costume. This is just a costume a kid's got. It's bright and sure it's the middle of the day and it's in New York or something, but that's who he is. So he looks great. But he looks great. And what, what an did you think shot. about how he sounded? Because that's what I loved the most. He's a kid, and that's he exactly... He says two words. He says... Hey, guys. Very awkward. Hey, guys. And that is Peter Parker. Like, literally him flipping into, like, every Avenger he would be worshipping. Like, he wouldn't know about them. He's been... Like I said in the other episode, I, he's been worshipping Tony Stark for 10 years. This, If they're going in real time. Uh, this, this, um, th- this film universe. And... What an entrance. He does this, you know, he takes Cap's shield. Like, and, you know, and, no and, one's and, taken Cap's shield. And strings Cap's hands up as well in the strings process. Strings him up, catches it. It's, it's, it's probably like, to me, it's the MCU's most iconic pose yet. Like, we've seen from anybody. Yeah. Lands on a car, looks up, the size of his eyes change. Shit. And he says... And then he says, Steel Saunders catchphrase. Hey, guys. He says, EB Games. Whoa. Hey, guys. <laughs> Welcome to EB Games. <laughs> it's just, it's... It's great. I loved it. I know a lot of people were instantly saying, it looks like CG. Look, there's a high-res 4K image out there. Track it down. There's textures there. It's not CG. Come on. It's a kid in a suit. But I do like that, like, yeah, we know all the characters are in it now, but I still have no idea what, don't happen- know why what happens in this movie. Exactly. So, the, the Civil War still left a lot of surprises, but... So hopefully they don't release any more trailers. Hopefully this is so it, right? I'm so excited that Spider-Man is hanging out with these characters. Like he needs to be there. He's 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 the biggest Marvel character there is. So uh, do you reckon that this scene that he pops up in, do you reckon that's in like the first the first half of the movie or the second half? I feel like it that's going to be like, towards like maybe like the end of the yeah. the second third or something like of the movie or Look, I know that could be here or there. However, I don't think that's the first time he's ever interacted yeah. with any of the characters. And I think that's a costume of a bunch of tech or a bit of assistance tweaking from Tony Stark. So I think we're going to see Peter. I think we're going to see Spider-Man. Do you reckon that's Cap's first time meeting Spider-Man though? Yeah, I think it's everybody's first time besides Tony Stark. Okay. Um, or Team Stark or whatever and then, you want to call it. So in the, um, in the Civil War comic book, uh, Spider-Man initially oh, sides thing. with Iron Man. And then ends publicly up unmasked, publicly which, un- as we've been told by the director's screenwriter, that's not a plot point in this because, no. as we know, and I don't know if I, you know, and this has just been kind of, you know, luck of the draw because of the characters Disney and Marvel have access to. There aren't any real secret identities in the MCU so far because everybody's either a demigod or a, you know, a billionaire that publicly revealed themselves, or you know, is Steve Rogers. So that plot point just wouldn't work. Um. So, do you think that he's going to make the move from Iron Man's side to Cap's side by the end of the movie? I do. I think it's going to be a nice little character arc with him. Kind and it's of- a Captain America movie. So, I think at, no yeah. matter what happens, you the, the audience is going to want to side Yeah, with Cap. I mean, it's a Cap movie. That's right. It's good you say that because the marketing, while it's called, you know, Captain America Civil War, um, it is very much making out to be, you know... Marvel Universe. Civil Marvel War. Universe fight each other. And Tony... But then when you, when you put it under the guise of a Captain America film... The villain then is obviously the guy who's championing, you know, the Superhero Registration Act or whatever they're calling it in this, and that's Tony Stark. So I think it would be nice for him to kind of maybe be crushed by his hero, which I still think Tony's going to be a hero of his, and then kind of not crushed, but kind of be like, oh, maybe you shouldn't meet your heroes, you know, that classic phrase, um, and switch to Team Cap. I mean, here's the other big thing. Do you think Cap's going to live? 
Yeah, I think Cap is definitely going to live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think they're going to do the Civil War. Bang, I, bang. I, I th- it looks like they, they, they're trying to. They're, I mean, I thought that Rhodey was going to die. War Machine was going to die. They wouldn't show that in a trailer. But then they've pretty much shown him getting shot. So I don't think they would show that. Oh, there's no way they're going to show that. Um, but I think you know he, he gets Bucky definitely hurts Rhodes in, in, enough for for Tony to really start taking action. Yeah. Um, I mean, it'll be a brave ass move. If Disney kill Cap, well, Marvel, t- the TV universe of Marvel has no problem killing its black characters, uh, so hopefully, Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, takes it a bit more seriously. Yeah, I mean, killing Cap could be huge. It's a guy's movie. I mean, maybe they'll start introducing some wacky. You know, how do they bring him back again after Civil War? Um, he didn't actually get shot. He got shot by a time bullet. That's right. It was almost, It was very but it's similar. Exactly the same. Exactly the same time as uh, as Batman. I was about to say it's very similar to Batman R.I.P. Where the Omega he travelled through time and worked his way back. Um, but to be honest, man, I think the most out of all the Marvel characters that I think the story would aid the most if they died mm. has to be Iron Man. Yeah, so it's interesting too because it seems like uh, R.D.J. Uh, has been kind of pussyfooting and going back and forth on. He's like, I'd love to do an Iron Man 4. He's now saying, no, nah, I don't think there's... He's like, I won't do an Iron Man 4. He's like, this, you know, I think he's contracted for Infinity War. Uh, but maybe that, you know what? If he dies in Infinity War, I think it's going to be a huge impact. He's the guy that started it off. It's going to be It's going to be like you're killing Han in Episode 7. Yeah, I don't think they're going to kill any of the main characters in this. Um I think I think definitely one See, or two of them the are going to die. That's too low. I'd love, I'd love to get a dead Marvel. This is like what the look. Wait, I, 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 what maybe we will. I don't know for sure, yeah. but I, I think that, that you know we know that Infinity it's going to be War, so. If they kill a Phase One character, that's huge. Sure. That's huge because that's and in a way, Rhodey is Phase One. He is. I mean, we've had a char- an actor change, but hey, that didn't stop it from being good in the Dark Knight. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'd love a phase one character to die by the end of Infinity it's War. It's definitely not going to be Thor because Thor's not in it. He's not in this. <laughs> Great work, me. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. One Batman's one. not going to die in Civil War. Han Solo's not going to die because yeah. that's already dead. <laughs> Can't kill a dude twice, you moron. Uh, yeah, I think... Um, I, I, I just got to say too, I'm really hanging for Thor 3. I mean, if it sounds like the cosmic road trip movie that Hulk and Thor never had that I'm finally going to have... And it's... Directed by, I think, one of the most perfect matches for the Marvel Universe. Who we got again? Uh, the New Zealand bloke, Jermaine from Flying Conc... Well, it's not him. It's Flight the guy the who did... Um, no, but it's, it's, his, it's his brother. Yes, his brother. The guy did uh, What Happens in the Shadows, the and, mockumentary um, about... E- Eagle versus Shark. Yeah, and, um, it's great. Yeah, Because Thor does need that comedy, I think, Boy. for it to work. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah, and I think that'd be awesome. And man, a comedy director behind... I mean, we kind of saw it with Whedon in especially the first Avengers, a comedy director doing Hulk. Yeah, but a good comedy director. <laughs> Someone who actually likes their job and doesn't quit Twitter. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm Shots very fired. excited for Thor 3. Um, yeah. But before we get there, man, we've got... We've still got another superhero We've got one up, coming out next week. Which I'm still finding remarkably hard to believe given the... I don't know. Maybe it's, I'm just not hanging out in the right cubicles in, in the public well, yeah. toilets. I'm you not had Star Wars last year, and I feel like nothing beat that lead up, that midnight screen. You can still buy Star Wars. Like, I mean, it was everywhere. Target on- still have a dedicated section in mm. every single Target in Australia, maybe the world, of just all Star Wars shit. I just remember that. It was like, oh, man, that time with that December, 
2015. I mean, think back. It was a while ago. I mean, every supermarket, anything from shampoo to pencil case, it was just everything with Star Wars, food even. And I'm just not seeing that for this. And maybe it was very unfair for me to think, oh, we're going to, like, we're going to see the, you know, the machine start up again. It's going to be Batman and Superman. It's not. It's not. It hasn't been that. It should be, though. I feel like, I I don't know. I feel like if they played their cards differently, it could have been as monumentally big yeah. as, as this but no one is that does that say something does that say Warner Brothers are like let's not get too ahead of ourselves let's just say a past guest has seen Batman vs Superman that's right they had their doubts is it you no it's not me I'm, it's I'm, not, I'm me. not a guest it's neither, it's neither of us okay cool because I was going to get super pissed if you're like I saw it without you <laughs> and you're going to tell me who wins is it justice I was going to be like is it justice I could make a lot of money on this um, some almanac <laughs> back to the future 2 stuff right now alright so someone's seen it someone's Look, we seen know it. a lot of industry people let's just say that and uh, and, and they, they were not looking forward to it um, in the lead up but they said that it's good and in particular now, what, from that person is that a good review yes wow For, um, and and in particular, Wonder Woman is really good. Now, that's something which, if this is from a person who wasn't looking forward to it, that's going to be, and not in a negative sense, that's going to be clickbait. Mm. Like, that's going to be something that Marvel hasn't done. Is a really, really great female, female character. Yeah, a female character stealing one, the spotlight. She's in a bunch of the movies and she's called Black Widow, but she hasn't been given any the chance of the attention. to really, really star, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's really interesting. Um, I know a couple of people have seen it in the States who have been posting on a couple of forums and stuff. I venture and a lot... I mean, it's always hard. Premiere, like, you know, you and I went to the Deadpool premiere and we had a fucking ball because it was like, this shit's lit. Like, this is really exciting. Like We got, v- we got a V energy drink with Deadpool's face on it. Yeah, and you've got to remember that things are a little heightened when you're at a premiere, watching a film for the first time with people who are pretty much want to a like see a free movie so they're stoked off that or they love the movie and someone who knows someone said hey you know take so and so along so there could be that but for what i've been reading i haven't been reading any spoilers people are saying it's great it's really good it seems to correct some of the uh missteps which i i still didn't have a problem with but basically the whole world had a problem with hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Some certain things in Man of Steel. Well, I remember, it justifies I remember, it. You and I were quite excited for Man of Steel to come out because people were saying like, "This is like a really, really great yeah. special movie." And then, so I was, I went in there. That's right. You my, saw it before my, me in the states. I, mean, I saw it like opening night in the states, and my That's hopes right. were high. I was yeah, very sure. excited, and then I like just completely deflated within twenty minutes. Yeah. So you told me that, and then I saw it like a, for some reason. There's such a huge difference between the start time there and here. 
And I think I went in with lower standards. So I was like, oh, it's actually... Because I was like, it's the worst superhero movie ever. Yeah, you did. You were like just saying that. I was like, oh, fuck. It's the worst iteration of Superman. It's blah, blah, blah. I still don't like Zack Snyder. I'm, I'm, yeah, not the biggest Snyder heads here. That's I'm, the show. I feel like there's enough people that are stopping him from doing anything too Snydery in this movie. And yeah, and look, everything I've seen in the trailer, like he knows how to frame a shot. He knows how to make an iconic looking shot or at least pay tribute to yeah. the, a source material in a particular way. But then it's like, you know, is he just a gun for hire? Like, is he just a really like expensive gun for hire then? I, I hope that this movie comes out, does pretty well, and then they announce that Zack Snyder is not going to be with DC anymore. But we know he's spearheading the DC universe and is doing Justice League like, next month. Why? Um, yeah. Which yeah. does, you know, our good friend J. Jonah Jameson. Um, oh, yeah. As, as Commissioner Gordon. As Commissioner Gordon. Pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, so... I did see the... Um, but yeah, it's going to be here in a week. And look, I am got a mixture of trepidation, curiosity, and excitement to see, you know, I am a Spidey guy, but above all, I'm a Batman guy. And to see Batman on the screen again, it's always exciting. And like we've said, whether we like it or not, there's going to be Batman movies as much as, you know, there's oxygen left on this planet. Oh no, even we've left this planet and we're, there's going to be Batman movies for the rest of time. Like there will be, you know, James Bond movies and that. And yeah, this is just the next you know, step in a new direction. And I'm just so pumped to see what they do. I want to see what his Batcave looks like. Yeah. I want to see what his Wayne Manor looks like. If it exists, it looks like in the trailers of mine. It seems Show us your Wayne Manor, Batman. I want to see his relationship with Alfred. I mean, a lot of people cite Burton as, you know, their favorite or, you know, the Nolan as their favorite, but I don't think people, I don't think either of those have nailed, uh, definitely uh, Nolan more than uh, Burton. And obviously I didn't say Schumacher because you don't. I don't think I've seen the the Alfred Wayne relationship done as much as I have liked it in certain iterations in the comics. And I think this one could be a really interesting and new relationship that they have, which hasn't been seen on screen before, but might be familiar to fans of the comics and maybe, you know, animated series and stuff. Like a more hands-on Alfred, which yeah. we haven't seen. And I did love Michael. Like, hey, everyone loves Michael Caine. But, you know, he was a particular type. He was definitely more of a gentleman and a butler. Well, not a gentleman, but more of a butler first and, you know, someone who would assist with getting concoctions and stuff as opposed to doing more hands-on work. So, by the looks of it, Jeremy Irons as Alfred's a bit, you know, a bit more sprightly, a bit more young and a bit more switched uh, on in the physical sense. So, I'm looking forward to seeing that because Alfred can pack a punch as we've seen in the comics. Um, So, we're going to do a post- Movie, we are spoiler episode of Batman v Superman. So it'll come out a bit later. That means on Thursday, it'll come out. The episode will come out a bit later. I mean, but these episodes come out sporadically. They come out sporadically. It's within a twenty-four hour time period of you know between a Thursday. Don't sue, guys. Don't sue. Uh, We haven't nailed the intro. We definitely haven't nailed the release schedule. (laughs) But we're gonna do yeah. So we're gonna the next episode is gonna be like jam packed full of BVS, much like our Star Wars one. Good news is it's probably going to make a lot more sense because we're probably just seeing it at like 6pm or something on Thursday. Yeah, as opposed to the midnight screening yeah. of Star Wars. So we'll be able to curate our thoughts and, uh, you know, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll break it down. We'll tell you what merch they're selling. We'll, we'll get all those, you know, the silly drink bottles and the popcorn containers. I can't wait to get some silly drink oh, bottles. Neither can I. I've, like, it's been a while since I've, uh, you know, it's been two months <laughs> since, my, since I last sinned. But we're going to be doing that. Do you, look, lame out here now. We'll see how correct we are. What, we did a predictions episode early in the year. I think... Some of those predictions were to do with Batman versus Superman. Do you have any predictions? I, I mean, like when we when we did record that episode, I I was still a bit, I was definitely more dubious towards the movie than sure. I am now. The hype is the small amount of hype that's there has has round went round me wound me up. I don't know. Is that, is that the expression right? Yeah, uh, it's tickled your fancy. It's it is wet your appetite. 
it's wet my fancy. Um, I don't know. I, I think I'm, I'm 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 ready to accept this as a potentially good movie. Yeah, look, it was what never going to be braids. easy. No, look, it was never going to be easy. It's it's we've come off the back of what you know what could be one of the best ever interpretations of a, the superhero myth in in cinema. What's that? The um, the Nolan Batman's. Yeah, the Nolan Batman's. I was trying to make a joke there. I was going to say uh, Green Arrow. Or <laughs> it wasn't a trilogy. So it wouldn't work. Like we've come off what is probably going to be considered, you know, especially by film fans as opposed to comic book fans, like fans of cinema, one of the best ever interpretations of a classic character. It was always going to be hard to, you know, follow up something which was still so adored and had such a soft spot, even if it was not as close to the source material as it, um, not that it had to be, but it was, you know, quite a separate interpretation. So... This seems to be, you know, in writing, it seems to be the Batman movie a lot of Batman fans want in the sense that it's part of a shared universe. It's um, a certain Batman that we haven't seen on screen before in terms of age and past. And so I think it's going to be, I think a lot of Batman fans are excited. However, my prediction is, while I think Affleck, I said this too, Affleck's going to be adored, I think. I think he's going to be a lot of people who are... um, a lot of people who just, you know, it, since it was announced, it's been meme after meme after meme. And they're great memes, don't get me wrong. But I think he's definitely going to make people go, oh, no, like, yeah, he is Bruce Wayne and mm. he is Batman. Like, everything I've seen so far, it just says that. And that's because, you know, there's, we all have a picture of Batman in our head or a way he should act or a way Bruce Wayne carries himself. This could be the womanizing Bruce Wayne we haven't really seen. You know, I mean... Michael uh, Michael Keaton's was great. He he pretty much played like autistic Batman, which I thought was interesting and such a unique take on it. Christian Bale was more of the you know I'm cold and like I I, I am Patrick Bateman. I I'm a rage like you know Bruce Wayne is the character I play, whereas Batman is me and I'm just a dark, tortured person. It seems like there's, there's a lot not not James Bond Roger Moore style, but it seems like this is far more of a well. There is an element of James Bond to, to the Bruce Wayne that I that totally in my is. Head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the Playboy. There was no Playboy. There's one scene kind of in Batman Begins where you get the Playboy millionaire uh, vibe when he rocks up to the hotel with two models buying. Even it. that's an act. But even that's an act. But you know, it looks like we might be seeing the Bruce Wayne who collects a bunch of cars, not just to put up an act, but you know, because he can and. Stuff like that. There was a great line. There was a new TV spot this week or something. And it was a bit of an extended scene with he and Clark meeting at that event. Where he's like, oh, Mr. Wayne, I'm Clark Kent. And it was just such a great Bruce Wayne moment. He said, oh, Daily Planet, do I own... I don't know. Do I own that one or is that the other guy? Like, And it's just like, that's the Bruce Wayne. Like, That's the one I want. Just that kind of... The guy who's such a good putting on such a good act that he comes off as a prick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to be adored. But then again, while I was saying, I think this is a Batman, Batman fans are wanting... There will always be the army of, but in the comics, and I think a lot of people who are, but always throw up the, but not in the comics that happens, uh, will be revolving around the fact it's not the Dark Knight Returns by Frank Miller, which we know it's not. It's not called that. It's obviously heavily influenced, especially a particular story. I don't think it's very influenced. I think it's just like they fought in that comic and now they're fighting in this movie. I feel like that's the end of the comparison. Oh, I meant like heavily influenced in the sense that iconically iconography like Batman is wearing a huge steel armor outfit True, that, it's yeah. in the rain he's attracting him by pulling that and when they announced the film um <clears throat> it was that great Batman monologue read about that that great line towards the end of the book where he's like but you know I don't have well I, I don't know what it is I, I sound terrible right now that killer monologue that he delivers to Superman before he basically makes a choice of whether to kill him or not and it, that's the thing they've got the rapturous applause at Comic-Con and 
I think something like that will be then to be an allusion to it, but then it's obviously not going to be that film. And I think there'll be a lot of cries from people that say that. Right. I don't know. Another pred- one more prediction. Um, the serious tone and dark tone that we've seen so far is either going to make people love it or hate it. And people that don't really like the Marvel movies might be like, hey, this is the, the saga I want, you know, or this is a more fitting visual style I can get into. Or people be like, no, nah, that's it. I'm done with dreary superheroes. I want my, you know, my quippy funny boys. Um, my prediction is that while everyone might learn to love everything else about the movie, at the end of the day, Henry Cavill is a terrible Superman and will always wow. be. You think that? He's a shitty Superman. I don't think he's a shitty Superman. I mean, what what makes a good Superman? I'm not a huge Supes fan, so I'm probably not the best at all to say. Well, he's just so like limp and tortured and, and I don't know. Yeah. He doesn't like, I don't know. He, he's... He's meant, he's a noble American, you know, like I mean, like, but he's also, there's an effortlessness to, to what he does and a, a passion for, for just doing the right thing. Like, you know, he's the Boy Scout. That's what you want from Superman. I, I, I know that's a difficult thing to put into a... Like a oh, no, 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 you mean, sorry, I didn't know if you were movie. saying that was your criticism. No, no, that's what no. I want in it. Like, well, look, yeah, he was torching the... I think maybe we'll be seeing a more mature Superman in this one, someone who does envelop those values. Yeah. I know, and 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 I, and I feel like to someone that isn't a fan of Superman or didn't know that about him, me describing wanting something like that must be a very weird thing to hear. But like when done right in a, in the comics, that character of Superman is just such an important part of of the DC yeah, universe. I mean, did we see? I mean, could Man of Steel be the Batman Begins, where it's like he wasn't really Batman there yet? Like he basically becomes Batman at the end to me when he's you know. Using, he 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 comes to the bat signal, which has been developed, and he's got that relationship with Gordon, and they're like, "This is it for now on." Like, and you're like, "Now he's Batman." I mean, should have been called, you know, Superman Begins. Like, did we see a guy like he fucked up? He killed somebody. We know that's not a Superman vibe, and we yeah. gonna see. But like, I don't know. I feel like Superman never really loses his temper, and that's all he did in that movie. No, I didn't do it a lot. He did in parts. That whole last battle is just him, you know, care. Yeah. And, you know, and above all, well, it looks Superman, like he's being held accountable for Superman, it. like, values human life more than anything. So, yeah. I, like, you know, I feel like you want, you, he doesn't even need to be held accountable because he would have been tortured. Like, the, yeah. He would have. Sure. Yeah. I mean, maybe, yeah, look, I, yeah, that's definitely the point, which, that, I mean, you're definitely speaking on a moment, which is such a, a huge divisive point for people, or not even divisive. It's just like that was not Superman. I would like. I'm hoping this film does address that and basically does say that that wasn't Superman by him admitting it or him being a better Superman or, or like him- Kevin Costner suddenly being there like oh no, no he didn't let me die I know that I was, that was, I'd be like oh cool sweet that's right why does he why does he let him die again Cause he because he doesn't want to show his powers yeah yeah because oh. his dad's like don't do it so stupid uh, um, yeah right. I know I'd like to I'd like to see some of those missteps perhaps corrected in this and a more mature like now this is it like the Dark Knight was like hey here he is it's the Batman is here now. It would be awesome if now we say this is the Superman. But again, we haven't even seen it, so I don't know. Exactly. I'm, I'm hoping. I'm no really, more predictions. <laughs> I'm really hoping that's that's what happens. It looks like. I mean, while Iron Man is the villain of Civil War, I mean, whose film is this? It's been interesting because it's not called Man of Steel Two. I mean, is Superman the villain? Because it looks like you know in the trailers we're 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 kind of siding with Bruce Wayne because we're seeing his Wayne Tower get destroyed by. Uh, in Metropolis, get destroyed by Zod and Superman's battle. Yeah. So we're going to be on Batman's side for this movie. I think it, I think that's what's going to happen. 
I think we're going to be on his side and going, yeah, you're right. Superman is a prick. So maybe it is right. And then maybe the, a, a big plot point will be Superman being like, no, 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 I did fuck up. That'll be like a big reveal. Not a reveal, but like a good character beat where he's like, that was me not knowing what to do or something. I don't know. And I'll never, on my watch, no one else will die or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Look, who knows what will happen? Who knows if we'll like it? Yeah. But you will find out next Thursday night when we do our spoilery review yeah. of Batman v it's Superman. It's big. There's a lot riding on Immediately this. Immediately after seeing it, we might also talk about a TV show coming back this weekend. Achihuahua. Uh, that's the name of the show, Achihuahua. Uh, yep. Second season it, on Netflix. It's a Mexican prank show. You can find it on uh, the Latina section on Hulu. <laughs> uh, we're talking about Daredevil. Uh, season one was was good fun. Season um, was great. Kingpin, one of the greatest uh, characters ever introduced in uh, Marvel TV yep. or cinematic universes. Yep. Um, and let's be honest, it was Kingpin's, Kingpin's series. That yeah, was, absolutely. That, that season one, I thought. So I'm not sure if he's even going to be in this season. I'm sure he's going to show up to us. Could be the a end. jail scene or him, you know, being you know behind bars but or weaseling the, his way out. The main uh, axis of this show. Yep. Is, uh, the antagonist we've got is Punisher. Yeah, so things. Daredevil versus the Punisher. Um, which is great. Another love- versus, just, you know, because if there weren't enough feuding uh, soon-to-be friends or team-up buddies, yeah. we need to find out why they team up. Is that a new thing now? Like, we, we've done gritty reboots. Hollywood's done with that. Now it's, let's find, let's, you know, let's get two famous people who end up being friends. Let's, let's show them having a shit day and then yeah. making it up. There's a great line in the, because um, obviously the Punisher is... Uh, he 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 takes things one step further than Daredevil or most superheroes do, and actually kills yeah. uh, his the, the the people that he's trying to stop from committing crimes. Um, and there's a great line in the trailer where the Punisher says to Daredevil, "You're one bad day away from becoming me." And that's great. Which I thought was really really great. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this iteration of the Punisher. So Punisher mad. is one of my favorite uh, Marvel characters, and I would say I don't know five of my top 100 comics are Punisher comics. Which doesn't sound like much, but that's actually no. Huge. There's so many comics yeah. out there. Like that's a huge. <laughs> um, I really, really love um, Garth Ennis's Punisher Max run, and uh, Jason Aaron's Punisher Max run, and Greg Rucker's recent Punisher run. I think is one of the most underrated comics that Marvel put out in the last few years. So um, hopefully, we see versions of of of, of their Punishers within the Daredevil series Punisher. Now they've been pretty, you know. Being a TV series and Netflix series, there isn't, you know, as much information out there as there is a Batman vs. Superman or Civil War where we're saying, oh, we know the source material for these, the basis of these series. What do you think is going to happen? Oh, this could happen. We know that this has happened before in Civil War and, you know, Dark Knight Returns. Is there any particular Punisher arc it looks like or Daredevil arc that this series is um, kind of borrowing from? Because, I mean, there was, with season one at least, there was some of the Frank Miller origin story yeah. with Daredevil well, I mean, with the black and everything and that was kind of I remember we saw production shots of that we're like oh cool they're doing with, with, with the, they're kind of using that as influence I mean is there anything from your Punisher love or yeah, Daredevil love that you're going oh they're going to borrow from that arc or? I don't know well Daredevil and Punisher have butt heads quite a few times over the years sure. Frank Miller actually has done, has depicted it a couple times um, most famously as an art called Child's Play or something like that sure um, and uh that doesn't seem like from anything I've seen like that like they'll be depicting it. I mean, maybe uh, I mean, it's going to be Electra. Maybe that's going to be the the, uh, the the Miller Electra series because we're finding out. I mean, she doesn't look like a huge adversary or you know uh, villain or we just know, know that, that she's character. someone that, that Matt went to school with. 
Could be a bit of a Wonder Woman appearance in this, maybe, you know? Yeah, there's an amazing um, kind of Daredevil origin story that um, Frank Miller did with um, with John, Mar- John Romita Jr. And some of that made it into um, the first season. But the stuff with um, Electra in that comic... Is that, that with comic, and stuff in the Yeah, well, a lot of, yeah. like, you know... it's. It, it's it's kind of like an expanded version of the Stan Lee origin sure, story of Daredevil. Sure. Like here's what happened yeah. on campus. And uh, there's a, some really great scenes with Electra when they're in high school. So hopefully we see some that'd of those. That'd be cool. Put, put yeah, sure. Screen. That'd be awesome. Because I mean, they're not too old in this. So I thought they were able to play, you know, the younger college version. Well, they did. Well. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. well. well that's what they, those, those are some of the best, best totally. episodes of the first season. A lot of people online, I, I, I was reading people didn't really like Foggy. I thought it was one of the best things about this. He's pretty polarizing though, because he's like you know a bit of a goof in a, in 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 an otherwise dark show. Yeah, but I mean, is that the vibe necessary. with him in the comics as well? Do people sometimes hate him? Ah, uh, well, no, he's he is a goof, but not that kind of a you know he's not really a smart aleck. Yeah, um, I mean, he was kind of young and a dickhead in this one, but I I, th- I like that. I, I thought it was good. I'm happy with we needed a bit of that. Yeah, we needed that. I think we've considering how pretty dark the show was. I mean, like this was the first time we've seen in Marvel universe man cause of death by a man having head slammed in car door several <laughs> times like this is a dark uh you know this is a dark universe so daredevil the most part of season one stayed didn't get too superhero-y no um, towards the end there the was... last episode where it really went off the rails for me i just did not like that last episode at all it was this big showdown between kingpin and daredevil was just like this boring fist fight in an alley mm. and daredevil in this new crappy costume like the and the thing is you could say oh you know it was a budget thing and no we've seen amazing fights in daredevil season one i mean Absolutely. The, the the hallway fight was incredible Incre- done in one incredible. shot like i too thought that that was very underwhelming um it was too easy it could have been done a lot more just handled with a bit more gravitas which and then kingpin who, who you who has so many layers of depth throughout the entire season mm. is suddenly someone just screaming at Daredevil yeah he's like uh, just a classic yeah he's just like, like, like a video game boss you know yeah. what I mean just like spouting out the, same, the three the three three phrases over he's and Dr. over Dr. Eggman uh, not, not, not our dear friend Tommy Dasolo but uh, the villain from the Sonic games um, and since then, I've done um, uh, Je- AKA Jessica Jones, whatever it was Which called. I haven't Jones. watched. Do I need to watch it before Daredevil? Um, I mean, you should. If I'm going to watch it, but I there's think so much fucking show, so many shows to watch. I know too many video games, too many shows, too many jobs I have to have. Like one, just so I can support <laughs> these stupid habits. Um, but not even again, a cool that- habit like rock climbing. <laughs> that uh, indoor one, one day, brother. Um, but Jessica Jones is very grounded. Um, and I, 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 so they haven't really, the Netflix Marvel shows haven't really done big superhero-y things yet. No, I mean, um, yeah, you're right for the first like nine eps or so of Daredevil. Like so it's I about w- bringing down like the crime family, the Russian crime, or the Ukraine family or something. So I wonder if they're going to, you know, get to that level in, in this season faster. <sighs> I don't know. It still looks pretty grim with Punisher. I Definitely. mean, you know, it looks yeah. pretty grim with him. We haven't seen anything that makes it look too unbelievable. It just looks like we're going to be seeing a lot more of, you know, the suit, which is great. Um, here's a little prediction. Cool. Um, so, Batman versus Superman. We obviously know they're going to fight for a little bit and then become friends at the end. Yeah. Super friends, even. Or maybe, to team up maybe to earlier. Defeat. I reckon Doomsday. they're going to be friends by the end of Act 2. Sure. Or even you yeah, know, yeah. halfway through the movie. Um, Civil War. Mm. Do you think by the end of the movie, okay. if they're alive, friends. Captain America and Iron Man will be friends? No. I Do you think, reckon this is the, the... I think if it is, it'll be five minutes at the end, not the last act, and they team up to take on a, a bigger bad. But but so you, you think, though, that when when the credits roll, 
are they going to be friends by that point? I think it's going to be like one of the first really downtrodden Marvel endings. I think it's going to be. Yeah, I, I think. I, I think, think no. I think they're not going to be at like, all the friends they began in the film. Uh, that not at all the level of friendship that was at the start of the film at all. I think it's going to be like, well, you know, after that, there's no way we can go back to how things were. This changes everything. Type of vibe. Yeah, which I, I think is great. They need that shake up. I agree. Um, it's, man, it just looks like they've got they've got gravity now in these movies. I mean. My, like I said, my big complaint with the Avengers films is because there's so many people, you kind of get a real one-dimensional version of their character. Like they say they're, you know, they're eight lines and they all have to sound like Tony Stark or Captain America. But um, it looks like this one's kind of playing with that formula and at least giving them like a lot more of emotional punches and not just quips and, hey, I'm this guy. And, whoa, this guy's got a funny costume. And, you know, Joss Whedoning, you know, the script. Um, and so finally... Uh, Daredevil and Punisher Do you think by the end of the season They will have sure, teamed up Sure I think There will be a mutual sign of respect And a hey you do your thing And I'm going to let you do it But I'm going to do my thing And we will cross paths But we will be uh, We'll be pals We won't be Kicking each other's dicks I think um, that, that Daredevil and him Are going to have to team up um, To take to, on a great to take bad on a great, That's great, what I mean But I think they're going to be like I'm going to use my methods And I'm going to use mine But you know Stay out of my way afterwards I think Daredevil's going to team up With the intention of then uh, Stopping Punisher Or get, having Punisher arrested yeah. But then by the end of the season He, esca- he escapes yeah. And he Daredevil, escapes Daredevil. Might maybe lets it happen Or he's kind of like Possibly uh, Yeah Because I mean He's going to get his own series Punisher Do we know that yet? Yeah Really? Yeah, it's being being developed for Netflix. Exciting. I think that I think the uh, the head honchos at Net, the House of Netflix are loving what they see. Because Iron Fist got cast recently too. So. That's right, a guy from Game of Thrones. Matt. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that'd um, be great. Cool. So uh, PlayStation VR. Yeah, that's right. We've been talking about it's boring, actually coming out. Yeah, we've been talking about boring, flat, two dimensional, uh, regular television and movies. But what about? immersive via virtual reality experiences angus have you had any look i've had a few uh too many that come to mind but one that's happened with you which would be easy to talk about was when you and i were invited late last year to go to the eb hey go- whoa guys welcome to eb games expo at homebush where we got to try on the playstation vr and VR's kind of been look. If you're a ca- like, we're not a casual video game player. We're, we're we're pretty um. We're not hardcore gamers, but we're guys who really like to game and you know buy more than the average you know three games a year, whatever that shitty statistic is that I just made I, up. Yeah, I think no. We we play as many games as a gamer. We just don't want to call ourselves gamers. Totally because true. Gamers are the um, worst. Yeah, look, it seemed like even as a hardcore gamer, we'll say it. VR just always seemed like something you had to be a part of the Kickstarter or you had to be a developer to get a hand on or. A failed Nintendo console from the mid '90s, uh, the Virtual Boy. Mm. So to me, it's always been this like, yeah, I'll believe it when I see an RRP and it will be sold everywhere. Announcement. You know, we've seen Oculus Rift, and again, you have to kind of be a developer. And there's also the Steam VR thing, which there hasn't been really been a pricing thing like that, as far as I'm aware of. Where it's like you just can't you can't walk into a JB Hi-Fi or go online and have one delivered within 12 hours. Like mm. there seems to be a few. Oh, it's only for a certain amount of... It's only for a certain type, like, classified... Not elite, but someone, you know, like a, like someone who develops games or a lot of dev kits. So, to me, it just always seemed more of a hobby or something that isn't ready for public consumption uh, by easy means. But that all changed today when recommended retail price universally too. So, you know, an American price point, Australian price point for the PlayStation VR and what is exactly included with it. And 
the amount of games that is going to be launching within the first like 12 month cycle for it which was huge so vr is launching in the states at 399 american yeah, which comes to roughly australian uh, five and five hundred and something dollars we're, we're something. getting it for 549 in australia yeah. um which, which yeah is more than a playstation 4 a little bit more than a PlayStation a bit more. 4. Yeah. Um, which is kind of what I, I, I thought it was going to be around the same price as a PS4. Now. Well, yeah. Not, yeah, I was thinking it was going to be like three ninety nine. Yeah, I thought it was going to be around that too. So, yeah. it's not too much more than I thought it was going to be. And that doesn't include controllers, like two move controls, which you probably do need to play. Not all games, because I've played... I've actually only played one VR game you that used that the move controllers. One, right? Um, but that that was that didn't use anything. You're right. It was the other one. Um, there was that. There's a London heist going. That That's right. It. And then there's the, the um, Until Dawn roller sure. coaster game uses sure. move controllers. So too. basically, if you want to get the full set, it's going to cost you a bit more than the five ninety nine. Because you're required eight. to buy a seventy ish dollar um, camera, PlayStation camera, which and kind then, of tracks your movements and makes sure everything's one to one with what's going on, isn't it? It kind yeah. of tracks you, yeah. And then the move controllers are, you know, about $100 each. Yeah. So, I guess if, like, you know, some games will take advantage of all of that where some won't. But, yeah, it's been announced, which made me go, oh, shit, it's actually a thing. Yeah. and Like, this is big. This is the first big brand to say, oh, you can buy VR. This is, like, if, if any VR controller is going to succeed, it won't be Oculus. It'll be this one. It won't be well, Oculus. Although Oculus is teaming up with Facebook, obviously. So, that yeah. that, that's one of the, If they manage to create a way to sync those two things up, it, that could give them the... The lead, yeah. But at, at, at the at in the terms moment, of gaming, though, I mean, that, Oculus and Facebook to me sounds more like experience, yeah, or like sure. Something like um, out of Ready Player One, like a replacement for reality. When you know, in twenty years, we've polluted this planet, and we need to stick on that to connect with our friends, go to school, and yeah, we've all seen Wally. We know yeah, we've all seen Wally. Basically, that's what I think we've, when I hear Oculus and play uh, Oculus and Facebook. But this is PlayStation. This is a twenty-year brand who've made video games, and you know. That brand name means something. And I think that's that's kind of... That could really say to people, oh, this is a gaming console. Yeah. Uh, so, there uh, there was a massive stack of, uh, of VR titles or titles that will be supported by VR will have some form of VR experience in, uh, included with, with the games. Yeah, including oh, yeah. Star Wars Battlefront VR experience. Which is really, really exciting. Which is amazing. Um, I mean, you know, you want to sell something, stick that Star Wars license on it and jerks like me are going to buy it. Uh, and the truth. Uh, yeah, but the, the, a few notable things that I thought were going to have uh, VR experiences attached to them. There was no Uncharted in that list, ah. and there was no No Man's Sky sure. in that list. Oh, was that always rumored to have some VR? I actually thought No Man's Sky was going to be like the big VR title. That was going to be like the big, the big crazy surprise. So I didn't like, ever think that was a VR game. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I kind of entered my. I just thought it was too windy to be VR since it's being developed by such a small... You know, they were just like, well, no, not yet. Yeah. Um, but there are some cool little inclusions on there. I think we'll go, we'll go in depth in, in a future episode yeah, when we we'll know, not, get, we'll know probably, more about yeah, it. Uh, hint, hint. We'll probably, we'll probably get our hands on uh, at least a demo of getting using one before it's out. So, But something that really made me excited is that all games, all PS4 games, are playable through VR. <laughs> Exactly how they are. But yeah. There's a cinematic mode that you can put on. So you wear for, it in a kind of. Imagine just watching, playing like Metal Gear again. <sighs> Stop and it. And being able to look around. I don't know, you know, how. Just how when much I thought I quit, they pull me back in. Yeah. Come on, man, that's incredible. Even like just, you know, Battlefront, even like despite the fact it's not a crazily brilliant game, but just being immersed in Star Wars and having lasers fly past you and shit. 
Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that. I obviously, didn't read the press release. So I, went I, I, I must look, again. All it could, it, it might just be you see a screen on on the VR and you play on that. That's screen. what I'm thinking. But like, it could. I don't know. Hope, maybe it's a little bit more more involved than that. Could be more but, immersive. Uh, I mean, I'm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's also the the thing that it could be. You know, the connect, which didn't work. How Microsoft exactly wanted it to. There are so many things on this list, and so many people. Working on stuff for VR. People who we trust. Like I reckon Kojima is going to come out saying that he's going to do something Ooh. for VR soon. Because um, I you know, know I, you're just saying all the things I want to hear. Yeah, I, I don't know. There's a lot of there's, there's a lot of excitement about this, and I feel like that. I feel like you know we're we're still a few months away from finding out what that must-have piece of software. That's like going to like, you know, like the Wii Bowling or whatever. That's you need the killer app. Like, Holy you need shit. That's why I'm getting VR. You need the killer app, which but- says, oh, 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 now I need one. Yeah, it makes sense. Like you need to see people bowling or playing tennis. You're exactly right. But, you know, yeah, we know that you're going to need the VR. You're going to need the camera. You're going to need the move. You're going to need the PS4 to begin with. But I feel like we're so much closer to, to actually knowing what VR is and, and if it's going to be successful now that we know exactly what we need to, to play with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know, look, 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 it's 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 exciting, um, and makes me think. You know, imagine if you know Nintendo start doing VR, that kind of stuff. Look, that could be insane. <sighs> I mean, there was that quote which I told you. Um, I'm pretty sure I spoke to you about it. One stage, Reggie said, that "It oh, was it was it Reggie? He just said it doesn't look inclusive at the moment, and Nintendo's big thing. That's right, is sitting down and." But you know what? The Wii U is not that inclusive. It's I've got this big ass gamepad, and you guys don't get. I mean, it's got this interesting form of inclusive where it's like I control this thing while you use a Wii remote to control something else on the screen. Yeah. Together, there's some greater good. But I still don't find it as inclusive as like a, the Wii, which I, you know, I, I think is an interesting interpretation for the inclusive. Also, I think you know, the Virtual Boys. Uh, you know, they're, they're, I mean, hey, it could be a warning. It could be like we tried it first and yeah, learned totally. from some mistakes. Um, uh, it. So it's 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 crazy that we're at some point this year going to be getting a Nintendo NX uh, <sighs> reveal. Um, and I but, but I want I wonder is if, this is the E three we're probably going to see it. Yeah, this is the so I, I wonder if they're going to they got a lot of work to do to try and like yeah. launch a not VR system this year. Yeah, that people. I mean. I mean, we knew the Wii U was coming. I know I wasn't surprised when we saw that because we heard so many rumors about the touchscreen controller. And I remember their promo video and it was great. And I, I still think it was great d- despite the Wii U's failings in certain areas and missteps. Like, it was great seeing someone on the couch playing what looked like a handheld, like a Game Gear, basically. And the dad coming and saying, I want to watch the game or someone. And then them transferring the game to the screen to play. Like, to me, I was like, that's great. That's cool. But then we found out, like, you know, it only works a certain feet away or it has to have a game yeah, in there. the battery only lasts so many hours. Exactly. I mean, NX really has to have that. And the thing is with the Wii trailer, it basically did everything they were doing in the trailer despite, you know, some stupid, like, red steel moments. Was that what it was called? Red steel? Yeah, red steel, yeah. It, it, it basically lied and said there was one-to-one shit going on. There wasn't. But it needs to have that killer moment where, you know, you're seeing a family use it or a person use it. Um, I mean, a big, a big, big rumor going around is that it's like a just a complete glass kind of iPhone type of thing, and virtual buttons will appear that change for different games. Ooh! But hopefully, that's like not buttons. true because like we like buttons. buttons. Yeah. Maybe that's a part of the controller. Or another rumor that's been floating around for so long is it could be you know 
a portable console where you pick it up, you take it out for the day, you bring it back and you're getting the same experience. If that's the case, and this is so just going off by rumors and murmurs and stuff, they could totally sell that by someone playing the same thing instead of saying, I've got to go watch this, you know, someone gets a phone call, oh, come here, cool, I'm still playing and takes takes their console with them. Yeah, totally. That, 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 that could be fantastic. The thing that, I mean, Nintendo is still finding such success in being, you know, the only successful handheld game company. They yeah. started with handheld with Game & Watch. I mean, you could even see them tying it. It's like, I always view it as like someone giving an Apple presentation. Like they use, they forget the terrible things of their past and use certain successes to justify why they're doing this new thing. You know what I mean? And we've seen Steve yeah. Jobs do it so well and it did work because, you know, they're such a successful company. It'd be great if Nintendo could be like, you know, the Game & Watch is such an important part of our history. You could pick it up and go everywhere. Consoles is where we were, but what if we made the two finally as one? And people would be literally going, you know, fry pictures, shut up, take my money. Yeah, and if they managed to also balance, you know, the accessibility of, of a handheld game that you can take everywhere with, you know, up state-of-the-art visuals and yeah. something akin to what we're already seeing on PS4 or Xbox One. <sighs> but if they're just going, yo fam, what's up? Uh, here's a chat up for your iPhone. Yeah. I'm going to be just like, okay. Yeah. Okay, Nintendo. I mean, this is it for them. The, you know, the Wii printed money, the Wii U, not so much. Not at all. I still like it as a console. Look, it's good. Um, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's and, got and some great moments. And I think it's for why I, I love the the ecosystem. I love the, the I love, I love, you know, the Miiverse. I, lo- I love the community they've created. I love it. They've finally nailed it. But it's just it doesn't have that support yeah. or fan or the amount of software that it needs. But you are playing a Wii U game at the I moment, am, which I is why I brought up Nintendo in the first place. Yeah, playing Twilight Princess. And I tell you what, what a slept on game. Yeah. Oft overlooked in top three, top five lists. And playing it, like you said last week, playing it with proper controls, it's just making me go, man, if this was only a GameCube game and the swan song for the GameCube... I think it would be remembered much differently. I agree with you, definitely. But then again, you go, well, if you do that, then would the Wii be successful as it was if a launch title wasn't Zelda? True. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, packaged in with the Twilight Princess game was an Amiibo. An Amiibo. <laughs> and Angus, I want you to tell me what you what you t- what, what tell me again what you told me earlier today about Amiibos. Well, I'll tell you why I told you what I did earlier first. Today, when I started uh, playing Twilight Princess before you came, uh, rather than jumping through the strenuous amount of hoops that is maybe three three screens and approximately three to four button presses to start my game. I picked up my Amiibo, I sat it on my Wii pad and my game just started from where I last played. And I was like, that's cool. Yeah. you don't. I like that. I, I felt like a bit of a knob, but you know, it's definitely not the first time I felt like a knob interacting with something in my house. <laughs> so I was kind of into it and I was like, that's cool. And then I don't know. I was so anti-Amiibo last year, but Every, now I'm just Famously, like, everyone, everyone stops me in the street. There was, like, we sold t-shirts. There was like, you know, I'm Angus Truscott is anti-Amiibo. Amino. Yeah, that's right. I was, I was deemed Amino by all of you. Only ate foods with amino acids. I did For too, an entire year. And it was, it was very unhealthy. But I've done a 180 in the sense that I've accepted them. Well... I'm not going to go out and buy every single one by any means. Hey, I'm not buddy, even going to buy... With friends like me, you don't have to. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, I do love the fact, I think the point's right. Like, this is the only way we can really get official Nintendo. Last, yeah. Like, where else are you going to get um, Wolf Link with Midna? You know? And I think that because this figure in particular is so cool, 
which uses like sick translucency with her like weird hand thing and it's got that cool broken ground that they're standing on and the detail i'm super into it and i'm like no man like you know if it's the right character i'm gonna pursue it i'm not gonna get like you know some some dickhead from Animal Crossing who I've never even Poor interacted Animal with. Animal Crossing. Oh look, I get Tom Nook. That guy's <laughs> that guy's a bastard, and I love him. But you know, I'm I got gonna... I got KK Slider. Oh, you know favorite. that? Yeah, he's a mad dog. Literally, he gets, a mad he gets dog. so much animal puss. I think in that. I animal like, pussing. I reckon all the ladies know. <laughs> I reckon all the ladies know JJ Sliders and the dudes. Oh, everybody. Yeah, KK reckon, Swinger. Yeah. Oh, definitely. He's pretty much like here I am. Here's some power cords. Uh, let's see what happens. Um, so uh, to celebrate your one eighty, imagine, that, imagine like a like a trying full... to give you a fucking present, Angus. Oh what, <laughs> dude? Oh man, <laughs> let me just it... got me a fluffy Zelda Yoshi. Zelda. No, sorry, the green. Sorry, I'm too over. I'm overwhelmed with kind of confiscated. You got me. Yeah, take it back. <laughs> you got me green yarn Yoshi. Oh my god, from uh, Yoshi's Woolly World. Why would you have to do that? It's your third. It's 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 a it's a very momentous occasion. You've yeah, come, you've come around am- amiibos. You now. Oh my god! You now have three of them, brother. I bring count- it in. Listen to that hug I, on Hey Fam. I counted. I counted my amiibo at home, and I have twenty five. You sent so a photo you, to me as well. I, so uh, you have some catching up to do. Levin, that's so kind. Um, I'm a kind boy. What does it do? No, I mean, what can this one do? Uh, this is the the, the real cool woolen knitted. Yoshi Amiibo. It looks insane. Like it's, it's actually probably the coolest look. look. This series, like you can get a blue one, a pink one, a green one, and a giant green one. Well, I was going to say the coolest one four. is the giant green one, which you've got. <laughs> uh, so you got the you got the regular Jesus, little green so one. That's so cool. Um, and uh, look, it does this work with Mario Maker? It does. It's Sweet. Ju- it'll just load a regular Yoshi, Yoshi though. Sure. Um, but it needs regular Yoshi Amiibo now when you've got this though. But there's a. Uh, oh, that's so kind. If you if you buy Yoshi's Woolly World, you can use this to play as two Yoshis at once. Which is really fun. Oh, wow. And then... Uh, Do you control both? Yeah. Sick. And then um, there's another game. It's like a free Amiibo app on the... Um, on that You probably already the have it on your Wii U. Yeah. Um, and you scan... Yes, I do have it. You scan any Amiibo and it unlocks a classic NES or SNES game. Oh, wow. And then every time you scan it, it loads a different level or boss battle or moment yeah, from right. that game that it... That it so I have twenty five of these amiibos. I've unlocked twenty five. Is it associated NES with the character? No, it okay. just kind of randomizes it. Cool. Um, Is it a bit like that NES Classics game thing? Yeah, they did? yeah. And, but but so this mo- today this afternoon uh, well, after Archie, my son, came back from daycare, um, we got all the amiibo out around the table and put the gamepad on in the middle of the table, <laughs> and he would just scan a different amiibo and load up all these different games, and it's I don't know it's a really really fun experience. See this, what I'm hearing now. That is why you s- have such an affinity for the Wii U. It's that to me is a perfect experience for someone who's first I- interacting with video games. Like, let's be honest: if you're a parent who bans kids from video games, fuck you. Yeah, you're up. so stupid. That's <laughs> like saying don't watch a movie or don't like. It's a you know, it's a form of art. It, it's better. It's probably better in parts. It's problem solving. It's as good as teaching a kid to read in parts. Like. Mm. You know, don't quote me on that. I'm, I'm also not a child uh, education expert. But seriously, we grew up on video games and look how we turned out. <laughs> Boom. That should be how Nintendo launched the next goddamn console. But that's to me is such you a cool and, experience. What, you and me sitting on this old couch with our shoes off. Yeah. And going, yeah, me just sitting up here with my legs all over the place. Just going, <laughs> hey, you know, sweaty under this lamp. Just going, hey, you know. Look Hugging how each t- other because one of us gave the other one a toy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> look just how we turned. Surrounded in a room of Star Wars merchandise. It's like, yeah, yeah. Look how we turned out. No, you know, we pay tax. Taxes on and our bills on time. We're great, but that to me is such a cool sounding experience. That to me is just like 
when you said that, I was just like, I was jealous because I mean, I got, a, I got, I haven't got a kid, and I haven't got Amiibo, but also I can't be kind of teaching somebody about interacting. I mean, that's man, like we could get so like you know, kid ed- education as teaching like touching things like that, 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 that very act of putting an Amiibo on, you know. NFC, near field communication, it, that's it for now on. Like, that's how we'll pay for things and yeah. everything. Like, you're essentially, like, gearing Archie up for the real world by doing <laughs> that. And if you keep telling yourself that, then you can keep getting Amiibos. Um, so, he unlocked um, the first Mario Kart game on SNES today when he scanned the Zelda Amiibo. So, is it like a track? Uh, no, so it's... Uh, you scan it nine different times. It, it's, it's different for each game. Sure. And every time you scan it, you play for three minutes yeah. um, on a different level or, you know, you That's can play so a different... Cool. Right? And so it was just different different classic tracks from that game. Yeah. And he was watching me play and race and calling out the numbers as I, like, oh, wow. you know, would gain... Like, I would go for three and be like, three! So coming second, two. Sesame Street better look six, out. Six. Yeah, it was six. It was Sesame real... Street better look out. <laughs> hey, that's still cool too. Oh no, that's great. But I, I mean, that... like, this is teaching kids to count as well. That's so cool. Mario Kart. I never thought Mario Kart would teach someone to count, but look, it, he's enjoying it. You just reminded me of just the back catalogue of Nintendo, and we've said this before. Another thing which, you know, to, to win everybody over is, at, you know, again, to use an Apple um, analogy at a keynote is after the unveiling of the NX or whatever, is drop it. Oh, and one more thing. Every first party Nintendo game is available tomorrow on this console as a digital download. That's what they need to <laughs> that do. That would be so huge. Like yeah. that to me, I don't, I, I mean, I'm sure there's reasons why with certain licenses and maybe even server space. I mean, God knows, you know, Nintendo do things the old fashioned way. But God even knows. every, even if they just moved every single game that's on the Wii shop to the Wii U yeah. shop and made them available. The fact you've got to do this, the fact so that you can't even play Wii games on the Wii U, like downloaded ones because they killed that store off. It's, like, it makes or the fact that like I can't buy a link to the past on my Wii U and pick it up and continue it on my 3DS despite the accounts being linked. Like like and we've grown up for eight years now with knowing that like what's on our iPhone is on our iPad and is on our computer. Like we're used to having this one account to rule them all. And it seems like by doing this new Nintendo ID or whatever whatever it's called now. They're set finally setting They're the, finally the- doing I mean, I just hope they say like and starting tomorrow, every game you've loved by us is available. Yeah. Um we spoke together a while ago about how great it would be if Nintendo did a similar thing to PlayStation Plus where they get every month they if you, oh, you sign up and every month they give you man, like a 64 game that's a SNES where you're making game your and money, a NES Nintendo. game like CFO Nintendo like listen to that you yeah. know I'd pay $20 a month if I was told I was getting like you know $20 a month Oh, oh wait, no, wait, sorry. Oh, it's because that's right. PlayStation Plus is $69 a year. $69 a year. Like, yeah. yeah, I'd pay like $100 a year if it was like, we're giving you a 64 game every month. We're giving you three SNES games, two NES games, and, you know, or if there's a, like, and, and, game a, and a Wii game, game every now and then. If, yeah. Like, you know, oh, here's Mario Galaxy. They've Thanks. got the, they've got a bigger catalog than any, any like, publisher. They've also got, like, they're like the Pixar of catalogs, too, like... Besides cars, everybody loves all of the Nintendo. Like, there's so many hits in Nintendo's first-party yeah, software. Like, it's such a no-brainer. Because PlayStation Plus is just such a great gift. It's so good. I mean, it's turned me on to games that I would normally never have given attention to because I'm just like, uh, I don't know that game or an indie game which I might have come across because... We've got to give a shout-out to Broforce, which we've both been playing recently, which is like an re- 80s action uh, kind of like take on like Contra or Metal Slug. We've got to shout uh, out Broforce for also stopping us from recording last week when oh we were God. going to originally because we just kept playing and playing and playing. Suddenly it was midnight and we but hadn't man, recorded they anything. they really need to do that. Like a, seriously, like a PlayStation Plus model 
boom. Like, come on, like get get a couple of passionate Nintendo fans in. Let us be the Simon Pegg to the Force Awakens coming in and helping JJ saying, don't do this, don't do that. Get us in as Nintendo fans because we'll tell you what people really want. And I'll tell you what, it's not it's not Fire Emblem characters in Smash Brothers. Dude, Fire Emblem is massive. I've, I've got I know no, it's massive, but... Yeah. I, I'm just saying that. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've been playing. Uh, I, I, you know, Nintendo still gets a lot of play with with my son, and I feel like that's the edge that Nintendo will always have over other consoles is that it's the most family friendly console. True, and that kind of does work against it sometimes because no one views it mm. as a proper grown up console. But, but the also, thing is, everyone like, has fond memories too. Like when absolutely. you hear that, you go, "That's going to be something that like sticks." You know? Yeah. Like that's something that I know. Like. It, very seldom said about other consoles. But I feel like I can't... If I get a VR, P- PSVR, I can't... Archie can't use that until he's like it eight, is eight years old. It's no, no. Red- also, oh, it's wow. like... Yeah, like, like that's not... Hell, it's also it? it's not for kids. Yeah, it's, it's like a warning well. on it. I think, it, I think it's either six or eight years old. You can't use it. Uh, yeah, so, you're right. That's yeah. going to be interesting. And I, I, that, that's something I got, I've got to make sure everything is like, you know, family friendly yeah. to, to a degree well, if I'm on, investing Nintendo. big money into it. But uh, yeah. I'm taking Archie to uh, to end a little bit of dad talk. I'm going to take Archie to this his a new first section, daddy's lap. <laughs> Jesus, uh, no, we have to call it that. <laughs> daddy's lap, daddy. I'm what about daddy's lap top? Is it what? Wait, where's your computer? I don't know. <laughs> no, let's make it know. weird. Let's go back to daddy's lap. What about daddy's nap? Is anything besides daddy's lap? It's gonna. We're gonna. We're, we're gonna field test daddy's lap. If All you right. don't like it, get in touch with us. If uh, you do like it, don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Uh, I took him to the Powerhouse Museum this week. First ever visit to the Powerhouse for the um, Lego Art of the Brick DC Comics exhibition, which um, he thought was kind of okay. I thought it was really, really sick. So, was it good as a Lego and DC fan? Yeah, it was, man, it's totally great. It's some amazing sculptures. Sweet. It's really well put together. Yeah, the, uh, the snaps you were sending through made me go, why I am uh, 100 meters from here right now, I could be there, but yep. I am not. And it looks great. The Flash one in particular looks sick. Uh, but... Um, he got quite scared in the um, in the Hall of Villains because um, there's all these like different skull versions of all the big DC villains. Oh wow! Which he was a bit scary. That's spooky. And a really really eerie like um, perfect replica of uh, Joker's the animated series Joker face on the wall as well, which is pretty pretty eerie. Um, That's sweet. But then um, as soon as we left, I figured out there was a Wiggles exhibition downstairs at the powerhouse, so we went and vibed out there. But um, and and I, his the thing he loved the most throughout the day was sitting down and watching. Um, things on big screens So I think Archie is finally ready To be taken to the movies You're going to break him in? Do you remember the first ever movie you saw? I do It was the 87 re-release of Bambi Dude That's my first movie as well Really? I saw that with my grandma I saw it with my parents I, I have no idea I, have, I can't believe As much as a bunch of dickheads Who love Disney and cinema Yeah We've never been bothered to ask that That's hilarious Bambi was my first film Me too and I had no I idea what I was getting into re-release at Roseville Cinema Yeah I saw a re-release at Wollongong Greater Union I had Man. no idea what to expect My parents said we're going to the cinema And I've been to art galleries and stuff And I was like Is it like pictures? And they're like Oh it's like moving pi-. And I had no idea what to expect um, right. So yeah I mean I I was two you so would I was have three. Been three, yeah. Yeah, right. I was three. Just three or two. I mean, we'll find out when it came out here and then we can figure it out. But it was 80. No, I was two as well. I was born in 85. Yeah, we were both two. And we yeah, went. that's ridiculous. That's uh, so funny. So, yeah, I'm going to take Archie to a Disney movie. Keep that tradition alive, the Levin's tradition. Good. Which one? What's uh, that? Zootopia. Oh, of course. And, and it's it, getting rave reviews. And it doesn't look like anyone's mum dies in that movie. I mean, yeah, you're going to hope not. You're going to hope there's no evil. <laughs> 
I mean, look, the writing is on the raw wall. Yeah, there look, is e- there's animal populated universe. There could be an evil villain, human. It doesn't look too dark. I think it, I think we're going to be okay. But yeah, uh, it looks like the real enemy here is uh, racial segregation from yeah. all from what I've heard. So maybe I should be learning a lesson that we probably should have been taught then. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to take if anyone listening right now has kids and has like tips for. Uh, Keeping a child interested yeah. for an entire movie, just in case. Yeah. He seemed pretty wrapped to watch a big screen the other day. So hopefully, Amazing. if I buy, buy the biggest thing at popcorn. It, while it is very thematically similar to your first adventure to the movies, if there was a Disney re-release, like if it was exactly the same circumstances, what re-release would you like to be taking Ooh. him to? Well, and he, including anything under the Disney umbrella. So yes, you can chuck in any pizza. Disney. Re- re- oh yes, I mean. He already kind of watches... He's already watched all the Toy Story movies at home. Um, sure. So, But I feel like going, right. to see, going to see a Toy Story movie on a big screen would be really exciting. It was him. different. I mean, home entertainment was super different in the 80s. Like, VHSs were quite... You know, they weren't VHSs for everything. No, totally. And, and Disney was all, back then was famously stingy oh, when it came to releasing not only movies. that it was limited like i've worked in a video store and we we're told like every time the disney movie would come out that there's most other videos you can reorder constantly disney's like you get it you can order it in this one day and that's it until 20 years time stingy yeah i mean it was good you know isn't there like that crazy Walt, shit that like the Walt lion stingy. king on vhs is worth like 400 dollars? like really? the original one yeah crazy like the original 1993 beauty and the beast is worth like a couple hundred dollars i totally have that yeah i have like every, <laughs> i have that the, the renaissance period of disney all on vhs so it's like you know cashing on my childhood yes please <laughs> so you think toy story toy story or like a bunch of old mickey features yeah um they're, they're classic because yeah uh, angus gave me this, this hot tip for a really great Mickey app that's available on the American App Store. Yeah. So if you have an American iTunes account, log it in, download that thing, I've log got it back on my, in the um, other one. Apple TV for you got it and it work there's an iPad version of it and it's just like all the Mickey shorts. It's all free as well. It's all free. It's really very really, really good. But seeing some of those on the on the big screen would be great. Your steamboat willies, what have you. I actually loves Mickey, which is crazy. I never the, thought that You think it'd be a Mickey kid? No, it's just like, you know, he's him and Batman are two of the old, oldest characters ever and they're two of Archie's who was born three, two, two and a bit years ago, his favorite character. It's like I said, you know, they're going to be getting Batman movies until, you know, until the sun dies. When is Batman going to fight Mickey Mouse? You know what? We would be scoffing, (laughs) would be scoffing at it now, the way things are headed. Say give it 10 years till, till everything's owned by Disney. Yep. Give it 10 years till we get Harry Potter versus Mickey. Oh, Harry Potter versus Sorcerer's Apprentice. Ooh. Could be good. Yeah, that could be great. Harry Potter versus Jack Sparrow. Now, that's a charmed battle that I would love to watch. That's a battle of British accents, which I could not wait to see. You're listening to Hey Fam. You can find us at facebook.com slash Podcast. Angus can be found Jimmy Changus on Twitter and Instagram. That's right. You can find Levens at Lev Dog using the spelling D-A-W-G. And um, you should definitely check out Angus's other podcast, The Greenlight Boys. Check out The Greenlight Boys. We... Uh, <laughs> We talk about movies that don't exist. And um, you can hear Angus um, again. Three podcasts That's in one right. week, Angus. Yeah, this is my second podcast in the last uh, 12 hours uh, recording. Uh, I was a guest on what I think will be this week's Blank Slate movie podcast. Our our, our dastardly, you know, <laughs> villains, which were obviously best friends with really uh, finally got... They kidnapped me, they gagged me, and they said, talk into this microphone. I said, okay, just promise you, you, you'll set me free later. And they said, sure. And uh, look, we got on and f- for, the, for the duration of the podcast and had a chat. 
Um, and you can hear me on another podcast this week called the Oz Walking Dead podcast. Um, That's right. Oh my I, god, we're like really whoring ourselves out this week, aren't yeah. we? I was uh, I was asked to be on the the Walking Dead Australia podcast, even though I've never seen an episode of the Walking Dead. I have read every issue of the comics, so we talked about that. Yeah, yeah, it's great. We're everywhere, basically. If you haven't, basically, if you haven't heard us, you're super rude. Levens v Angus coming to a cinema near you soon. Oh my god! Who, yeah, when we get bought by some super conglomerate, uh, you know, company, I can't wait for our battle, and then we'll definitely team up at the end. Bye, fam. Bye. Hey. Bam, 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 bam. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.